Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! I know I, I'm tired of shit, but it's you. It's good. Love you. Yeah. And we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. That's it. You have a great organization. And you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You know Way up the middle. Intercepted to the piano. It's a 50. I'm running down. Open football. And I think Oakland victory. Well, I went to Seven Trees for, yeah. well, I went to Andrew Hill High School. Yeah. Andrew Hill, that's what I meant. Can you they hear us? are listening live to know. Raiders Fan Radio. a conversation for us. Hosted <laughs> by Murph, Uncle Mosh, and that's me. Swag Jeff. That's him. Take it away, guys. <laughs> Why, thank you, Brent Musburger, and welcome to episode number 239 of Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, What is up, Raider Nation? We appreciate all of you that are joining us live tonight on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Appreciate everybody jumping in tonight. We have a a, a jam-packed show for you. Uh, We have tons of stuff to get to. Of course, we got the NFL Combine around the corner. Let's talk about the least controversial subject in Raider Nation, which is always our quarterback, Derek Carr. Um, And we got some uh, Hunter Renfro clips coming up. Uh, But most importantly, we're going to hear from you, uh, the best of Raider Nation in the sea of fans mailbag, um, which has kind of not been the sea lately. It's like the pond of fans. But, hey, listen, uh, we'll take all the phone calls and emails we could get. Uh, We appreciate you all very much. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat room already. so many of our favorite folks. Kill Jadis is in there. PC God is, oh, he said, oh, PC says, God, I love the show. God, we love you too. Uh, Swag Jeff, well, Swag Jeff is across from me. We'll, well get to yeah. him in there. Uh, is he in there? He's in there. Paul's in there. Uh, Chronicles of the Black Hole, that is uh, Daniel. He's in there. Pineapple's in there. Pineapple, I swear. The shipping department, the fulfillment department around here at Raiders Fan Radio is trash. Uh, it's me. And and so I promise I will get your Howie Long helmet in the mail tomorrow. Uh, uh, tomorrow. Pineapple. Tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. 
You're only he probably won't no ship way. it tomorrow. No, I will. I swear. <laughs> I swear. Because I do. I got, I've got to ship that, and I've got to ship uh, a gift package to my son hey, Murph, uh, you're in the full Navy. Of ship. <laughs> oh, nice. Hey. But anyways, I got I got to ship a package to Tristan. My son is in the Navy down in Mississippi, so I've got to get to the post office tomorrow and get that stuff sent up. Pineapple, I promise you, I will send you that. Uh, Matthew Mangus is in there. Daniel Mangus uh, with a ten dollar donation. He says, "Swag, stay out of the Godfather's chair. Don't Come make on. me get the baking sheet of doom." Oh, uh, nice yeah, kill shot coming. We appreciate you, Daniel Mangus, and uh, for that donation, ten bucks in there. 100% of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation, which we're going to tell you about here in a minute. Uh, and uh, all that money through our foundation goes to Raiders-related charities. David Crockett is in there. Michelle Sweat, Foxy Scorpio, Ebony Graves, Carlos, Raider Gears and Threads, uh, Big Shane. Um, uh, uh, he's in Oklahoma now, but he's from the East Foothills off of Alum Rock Avenue. He's our um, homie, He's man. our homie, man. That's our stomping grounds, man. San Jose. It's where we, this whole Raider fandom thing came from. Uh, Raider Flash, Chris Gang. Oh my gosh, so many folks here. Cool Kev is in there. But uh, we love all of you that have joined us live, but uh, in the chat room and also live here joining me in the, uh, the palatial Murph's Fan Cave Studios where we do this flagship show, Raiders Fan Radio, uh, the man that adorns the Western Annex of the Murph's Fan Cave desk. Let's welcome in the doppelganger to Rob Ryan, the legendary, the one and only Uncle Mark. What's going on, Raider Nation? What's Come up, Mark? How are you? I'm so excited. I'm fired up. I'm tired as a mug. You're tired up. I'm, I'm tired. You're fired up. You're tired up. Tired up. I need to be tied up. Hey, hey, hey. That's for Fridays. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might be just for June. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate, appreciate you joining us Two here. Two weeks in a row. Two and, weeks in a row, and, and And the rumor was, you know, I know that, that, that Rob looks like me because I say that because I'm older, but uh, somebody made the crack that maybe, uh, maybe Swag and I are the same person because we're never on at the same time. Well, you know what? And so I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, yes, we can prove uh, that you and Swag Jeff are not the exact same individual. Because unlike the man guy. Unlike the man guy or unlike the Rob, uh, Rob and Rex and you, we can prove because thankfully uh, we, we are so glad to welcome in the third man in the booth for the first time in a minute. All three of us have been here and let's welcome to the show my best friend and yours. He adorns the Southern Annex of the Western Annex of the Murph Fan Cave Desk. Welcome to the show, Swag Jeff. Well, yeah. Hey, Swaggo. <laughs> it's so good to be back. Oh, Man. it's so good to have you. I'm so fired up. Murph, it has been so much fun. We, uh, we, we. Wait, this, Mosh. What? Ah! Uncle Mosh, what'd you beat up Swaggo for? Well, for those of you that are... Shut up, stupid! Okay, so for those of you that are on the audio podcast, Uncle Mosh has just been assaulted by Swag Jeff. They, we were, they were pulling a ruse where they, were, uh, they had switched places, and sure enough, Swag Jeff <laughs> brought in the baking sheet and, uh, and beat the hell out of Uncle Mosh there. Oh, my God. Oh, you okay there, guys? I, I, I so had that one coming. Yeah, well, yeah, you've been beating everybody. Well, it's only been... How old are you, Jeff? I've only been waiting to do that. For He's only been getting beat up for 33 years, and uh, yeah. Uh, oh, there they go. Oh, back at it. Again. There we go. They're, for those of you out of your pocket, they're literally Swag Jeff and Uncle Mosh are literally fighting. Like it's there's. Oh my God, they're knocking stuff down. It's a it's a free for all here in the fan cave. Mosh, here, hit him again. 
hit him with something good. There's a flashlight. Maybe, <laughs> geez. Oh, wow, that's a, all right, hold on. What else can I give you? Jeez. <laughs> Beat down these two guys. <laughs> uh, Tyrone Graves in the chat room says, Swaggy J beatdown. It's classic and it never gets old. Okay. <laughs> okay. Speak for yourself. We almost spilled a beer. Oh, oh right, that, one, that, one, that one's beer. still sealed, pal. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. So oh. let's welcome uh, it, uh, all, all seriousness here. Let's get, let's get, look at, this is Raider fandom here. Let's get all, let's get hardcore and talk about this stuff here. Let's welcome to the show the one and only Swag Jeff. What's up, Swag? Yeah. My gosh. You okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, we're a couple of fat guys over here, man. Mix in a salad in the treadmill once in a while. Kiss my ass. Uh, <laughs> you know what? What? You, no, no, no. I got to control the camera. You get, uh, well, then better turn it on yours. Oh, jeez. Let me show you. Oh, shit. That one hurt. <laughs> Go. Oh, oh damn it. Ah. God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> you two sit your big asses down quit it. <laughs> You want you want more? No, I'm good. Go with big asses again. <laughs> well, you two svelte, fine-looking gentlemen. Oh, nice. Park your derrieres in your chairs and let's let's go on with the show. <laughs> OG Daniel says, "Will Swag win that fight if Uncle Mosh has a heart attack?" No, Uncle Mosh ain't having a heart attack. He's got a strong heart over there. No, because I would tell him, "Hit me in the chest, Swag. Hit me in the chest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clear." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, you can tell we're really into the it's whole. The offiest it of the so- off season. <laughs> oh my gosh! Murph goes, "Ow, Mosh, that I, one hurt." That one, well, yeah, because my my teeth rattled when you hit me in the back of that, and then Swaggle cracked me in the knee with the freaking pan. Well, yeah, yeah, that was a good shot. Yeah, is that the famous pan that she painted? Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh! Yeah, wow. <laughs> Michelle Sweat says, "Wow, Murph with the body shaming." <laughs> yeah, man, what the hell? I'm not what shaming was anybody. What was well, I, uh, don't you don't get a salad once in a while. You know what? Oh, Bite no, me you on your salad. No, just oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Time to get on with the show. <laughs> that one, you got one shot from Uncle Mosh, and you're like, "Ew, stop!" I get oh. ass whippings every other show. <laughs> we. So Murph, Murph running in on the on the shot. Jeff shoots a double leg. Murph counters with a sprawl, ready to go. Oh! I should have just pulled that Josh Jacobs move and oh put you God. in the put you in the bushes like I did last time. Ah, oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> right here at the top of the show. Ah, oh, here we go. Hey Jeff, you know what this means? We got we really should. It means we don't have to work out at all for the next month. Oh my yeah, gosh. We're hit the we got to mix in the treadmill this week. There you go, boys. Oh, how all right. Fun. Paul says this is taking a strange turn, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. So we got, yeah, hit the doodly doodaloo, Mosh. Has everybody done a run in yet? <laughs> I think that's all the run-ins are. Yeah. So, are we, are so the we... only one we're waiting on to run in now is Swag Jeff, because here at uh, at the top of the show, uh, we take our episode number, which is 239, and we tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation. And let's talk about the Raider. Swag Jeff, tell us about the significance of the number 239. Yes, absolutely. 239. We are going back to 2001. 2001. Nice. Yeah, 2001 yeah. was a great year it's for the Raiders. a great Raiders. year, for sure, man. We're going to be highlighting, once again this week, the leader under center, 
Rich Gannon. Oh, let's go. Yeah, let's man. Go. So oh. two second favorite number 12. That's what we've said, man. He's our second favorite 12. So uh, so in 2001, Gannon threw for 3,828 yards and 27 touchdowns. Come on. He averaged 239 yards a game through the air. Dude, let's go, Jeff. Give him some applause there, Mosh. I'm telling you. That's excellent, dude. Well, yeah. Love it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Great job there, Swago. I know, right? Yeah. You're <laughs> so good at taking so, compliments. I'm so good at that job. <laughs> so, yeah, you are. And so, you know what other, what other job you're excellent at oh, is, yeah. uh, is shouting out the chat room and the amazing donations that are coming in through there. Tell us about what's going Absolutely. on Absolutely. So, uh, so, Daniel Mangus threw in another $10 uh, during our wrestling match there and said it's on. Tap up, Swag. Uh, and then, uh, and then Tyrone Graves said, "Swaggy, lay down and play dead. Too much, too much more. You won't be playing." <laughs> five dollar donation. Thank you very much, uh, Ebony Graves, with a five dollar donation. My midweek outlet. Oh, how I needed the podcast this week, and you guys never disappoint. Uh, thank and then you, Caesar Ebony. R with a ten dollar donation says, Come "Uncle on, Mosh, C's. Uncle Mosh, do the Hulk Hogan ear thing." Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there it is. There we go. Nice. There you go. That's right. Eat your vitamins. Uh, and, uh, and, say, and eat your vitamins. <laughs> say your prayers. And you Hulkamaniacs out there, listen to what I'm telling you. Can you hear me? Ah, uh, nice. Ron the Materator says, haven't seen horseplay like that since Elway's honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the best. Oh, that's oh the my best. goodness. I appreciate you, Ron, the Materator, and everybody else that's in there. Thank you all to all those donations. Uh, I'm going to tell you about where all those donations are going to uh, right after the break here. Uncle Mosh, let's hear some contact info. You got it, Toyota. Oh, my gosh. Woo! Hey, Raider Nation. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut, shut up, up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? I like it. Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit. At Twitter, at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram, at Raiders Fan Radio. <laughs> the Tiki Tiki Taki Tok. TikTok, at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Hey. Anyway, Twitch, at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Yeah, it was. So much. (laughs) Good. Oh! Let's go, 
boys. That was nice. That was yes. nice. Yes. So before we jump in, Daniel Mangus with another $10 donation says, hey, Murph, remember to always ride the lightning. Let's go. For those okay. whom the bell tolls. Absolutely. So get talk about the shirt. Well, well, They're I, all bringing it up. All right. I, w- I will. Before, before we get to that, real quick, uh, I, I see our buddy uh, Ashton is in there in the chat. I want to shout out Ashton and his sister Alexis for the donation that they oh, made yeah. to the One Nation Foundation. They made a direct donation. Okay. And so... Um, these super chats that we get uh, on the show live, um, we are so thankful for all those amazing oh, super yeah. chats that we get. Uh, as Swag mentioned, that last one, that $10 donation from Daniel. You can also, if say if you're an audio podcast listener okay. or, 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 or otherwise, or if you listen to us on the YouTube and you want to give in other ways, you can donate directly at our website at RaidersFanRadio.com. And you can click the One Nation Foundation link, which I is gotcha. where our buddy Ashton did this donation at. And that money comes directly to the foundation. It doesn't come through the show. It doesn't come through Google. There's no fees taken out. There's not anything. And so we appreciate him and appreciate everybody that does the direct donations. I just wanted to make you aware of that because, I mean, like our our podcast, the audio listens of our podcast way exceed anything that we do here on the YouTubes. So anyone that's listening to us uh, via those platforms, um, if, if, you're, if you're so inclined and, and choose to give to the foundation, that's a great way uh, to, to contribute to it. And just know... 100% of that money that you give to the foundation goes to Raiders-related charities, mainly the Bolitnikoff Foundation. Guys, I said our, our, our goal this year was, 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 $20,000. Yeah. That might have been a little ambitious on my part, but I think 15's in, 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 in scope. Uh, we got about oh, we 50- can hit 20. We can hit 20. Okay. It's early. Let's, Let's do it. it. We, got about, we got about 1,500 bucks in right now. It's okay. the beginning of March. So We've got some, we got some, uh, some very loyal listeners that, that contribute every single week on the, on the podcast and on Super Chats and stuff like that. So, yeah, man. We can totally get it. We got and summer swag coming up. We've got oh, some big stuff coming yes. up. Absolutely. So and we Yeah. Yes, sir. Go ahead. You know, you're right. And the and the thing that people don't realize is that what 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 makes us different than others is that that we're not doing this to supplement the 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 income for the show. This is one hundred percent a fundraiser. One hundred percent a fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. It's, and if and if people watching on the YouTube wanna go back and listen on the super chat, you don't even have to go listen and wanna donate that way. They can do that too. Anybody can. Absolutely. Yeah. So that yeah. all, and again, it goes, it's a nonprofit foundation. We founded it, well, I guess almost two years ago now. Uh, and you're looking at the board of directors along with uh, our, our buddy Jeff Murphy down yep. at yep. Domenico's yep. And, yep. Uh, and Jeff's wife, Chris. And uh, so, yeah, it's a nonprofit organization. It's, it's a 5013C. And uh, anyway, so that is what we give out to these various Raider charities. And so thank you so much to all of you. Um, and your, uh, your amazingly kind donations. And so just a, a reminder there about the multiple ways that you can give. Just- and I don't think anybody else does that. I don't know of another one that does that. I don't uh, know. Well, I got to shout out our, our buddy Graf. I think he's starting a, non- non- a he's, nonprofit. He's, but he's not 100% every, all the money that comes in. I don't believe so. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're the only one that gives 100%, 100% give everything that comes in that's right. goes to charity. Absolutely. And yeah. that's not to disparage no, anybody else's gig. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so thank you to all of you that have done it, uh, that, so, all right, so back to the Metallica thing. So, so you said, so, uh, for those of you on the audio podcast, I'm wearing a Metallica ride the lightning t-shirt. And the reason that I'm wearing it is that one of the things that we would like to give respect to, uh, here at the top of the show, you know, we don't give props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but, uh, we're tiny. So we like to give respect to a a handful of folks tonight, but I want to give respect to to the band Metallica, but mostly the lead singer, um, to James Hetfield. Uh, James is a longtime 
Raider fan. Uh, he is. There are some really high profile Raider fans, you know, from Tiger Woods, Ice Cube, of course. Like there's a there's many, many, many of them. Uh, and James is one of them. And James is, you know, through the the toughest of Raider times to the to the best. He's always, uh, you know, you see him at games sitting next to Freddie Bolitnikoff or like doing various things. And um, so this last week, the Metallica played Allegiant Stadium. They played uh, yeah. Greta Van Fleet opened up for them, oh, and Metallica played my new favorite band. Oh, by the they're way, they're great. They're fantastic. And so yeah, so Metallica played, and um, and they were they were great. And I apologize, I don't have the pictures handy to to show you, but if you go through like um, Derek Carr, or some of the other Raiders, their uh, their Instagrams and whatnot, you can see that like the band was meeting with Raider players. Before they went live, it's, yep. it was really, really, yeah, it was really, really cool. Like they were, I mean, I'm telling you, James wears his Raider fandom out just uh, uh, wide open, and so, um, so just much respect to him for doing that. And then also, um, you know, just to kind of give you like what his bona fides are in terms of being a Raider fan. So back in 2002. Uh, when the Raiders played the Tennessee Titans in the AFC Championship game, uh, the, the AFC Championship game was was at Oakland, and Metallica played a full concert. So this is kind of like a Raiders in pop culture slash uh, respect segment here. The Ra- so Metallica put, pulled up in a trailer, a eighteen wheeler tractor trailer, flipped it. Well, you, as soon as I tell you more about this, you'll remember. Oh yeah. So flipped down the front of the the trailer opened it up into a stage and played in front of thousands and thousands of Raider fans in the freaking parking, parking lot. lot in the parking yeah. lot. You'll remember this because back in those, those t- like around that time, 2002, 2003, the internet was starting to get up and running to where you could download video. I downloaded the video of Metallica playing in front of a bunch of Raider fans and played it for you. Do you remember this? I do remember and you, that. And you were, it was in my old office yes. at my old house. Yes. And, and I was like, oh, check this out, Mosh. This is cool. And like, I was going to show you like a song. And then, I, and then it was like, it, that song got done. And I went to like grab the headphones. And you're like, get the, get, no, get out of here. And you like <laughs> sat there and listened to the whole thing. You remember that? Yeah. But I anyway, do remember that. So I can't play it because it will get in trouble with all kinds of copyright issues. Um, but here's the very beginning. So this is Metallica, 2002 AFC Championship game. Oakland freaking Coliseum parking lot. This is the best. Hello, friends. We are Metallica, and we are here for your pregame entertainment for your Oakland Raiders. So you guys pumped up? All right, there they go. Oh there they go. It's so freaking awesome. So you can find it on YouTube. Uh, just Google uh, Metallica Raiders parking lot. You'll find it. It's an incredible, especially if you're a fan of Metallica. You will absolutely, and, and you're a Raider fan, like it's like peanut butter and jelly. Like it just goes Seriously. together perfectly. It's great. So anyway, much respect to those guys. Much respect. Um, so I oh, last thing I'll say. I ordered the CD set. Metallica releases this, the CD versions of all of their concerts. I ordered the CD set. I pre-ordered it. It'll be here sometime in April because I'm hoping that at the show, I looked for some video of it. I didn't find any of them talking about the Raiders. I'm hoping to find some like cool comments from, from Metallica and the other guys uh, in terms of like the team itself. So look, listen for that uh, upcoming. I think it's hilarious that you, that you being a – people don't realize it, or maybe they do, that you're like this music junkie. I'm a junkie. You know? yeah. yeah, you are a music junkie. And, and, and I'm a food show junkie. 
Yeah, you I are. watch every food show. I, I mean, I record them, you know, and my, <laughs> I do. I, I got I record them. And my guy is Guy, Guy oh. Fieri, who is another guy. Is, there you go. Is, is a Bay Area guy who went to school. Where did he go to college? Las Vegas. Oh, he went to UNLV. And he went to UNLV. Oh, okay, yeah. So grows up in 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 middle of California, being a Raider fan, goes to UNLV where the Raiders now are, and he's this huge Raider fan. You That's know, awesome. yeah. So he's great, and he's got a super Camaro too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Little diner driving. Little diner driving. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. All right. So, uh, and then real quick, then one last one. I want to give some respect to. Um, Let's give respect to the uh, the guy that used to wear number eleven. Uh, the the, um, the arguably well, I, is it? It's not even arguably. He is the greatest kicker in the history of, the, of the Oakland, uh, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Raiders. Um, so let's give it up for uh, Sebastian Janikowski. So Seabass turns forty four today. So wow. much respect to Seabass. Um, today's his birthday, March third. And just to give you a little bit of an indicator about uh, the, the significance of this guy's career, the records that he holds. Um, longest field goal in overtime of 57 yards, most field goals in one quarter, which is four, most field goals of 50-plus yards in a career, 58, most field goals attempted of 60-plus yards in a career, eight, most field goals of 50-plus yards in one game, three, tied with Justin Tucker, F. Tucker, Tucker sucks, Uh, most (laughs) extra points in a Pro Bowl, eight, and longest field goal attempt, Thanks, Lance Kiffin. 76 yards. Nice. Let's give it up for Sebastian nice. Danica. And, and now, isn't he... He's also... Uh, isn't he... He has the longest career as a Raider as well, right? Does he? I think he well, might. Educate us, man. I don't know. I think so. I'll, I'll look that up. Look that I up. Thought, look that I up. thought that was Blanda. Well, Blanda played for the Bears and the Oilers and a bunch of other teams first, okay. so maybe totality of career. Yeah, Blanda because, by far. Because but. Blanda played well into his... because. If Blanda and Sebastian were playing right now, Blanda would say, why are you retired? Yeah, what's up, kid? You're only 44. Yeah, you're only yeah. 44. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, find that out, Hefe. All right, are we going to go audio? Let's I do an audio, but yeah, yes, sir. Oh, man, I got, a, I got a couple of them here. Speaking of special teams, I nice. yeah. love it. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. This is Trent Sig, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Just win, baby. Yeah, so uh, so Sebastian Janikowski leads all Raider players. He played 268 games in silver. No black. kidding. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. go. Where George Blanda played, uh, he played 126 games. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is it, so who's second? Probably Tim Brown? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. How uh-huh. many? Uh, we'll talk about that next week. Oh! <laughs> I like, a little the, tease. I like the tease. A little Nicely tease. done, Sly Jeff. Nicely yeah. done. All right, so gentlemen, so uh, here at the top of the show, I've got a little bit of a conversation before we get into talking about Derek Carr, the least controversial subject in Raider Nation. Um, here's a cool announcement that came out this week. 
Very, very cool. The Hall of Fame game this year. Yeah. Is, so this is the game. This is the very first preseason game. This is the game that gets played uh, on, the, on, the, on the weekend that all of the Hall of, new, newly inducted Hall of Famers give their speeches and are celebrated. It's an incredible weekend for football. It's one of my favorite weekends for football because we get football. Like, it's the first preseason game. Even yeah. though it's yep. early August, it's still football. They've been, like, barely practicing, um, but it's such a, such a fun time. And so, uh, so it's the Raiders and the Jaguars, Uncle Mosh, that are, that are playing this year. Um, so there's a good chance we could win, although wins are insignificant in the, uh, in, in the preseason. But I got some fun little facts here for you. Okay. Okay. Um, so the Raiders, historically, they've been playing this game since 1962. Was when they started the Hall of Fame game, and they haven't always correlated the teams that are in the game to the significance of the players that are getting inducted. Okay, oh, so okay. that's a recent thing. So the reason that it's the Raiders and Jaguars is that you've got Cliff Branch and you've got longtime offensive tackle for the Jaguars, Tony Baselli. Right, so there's a Raider connection and a Jaguar connection. Well, that hasn't always been the case, but. Uh, which, but there is one of these games that the Raiders played in uh, historically where there was a tie-in like after they started it. I don't know what year they started tying it in, but uh, you'll, you'll hear about the one that is significant here in a sec. So I mentioned there's three times. So here's what I'm going to tell you guys. I'm going to throw you the year, and then you see if you can – you want to guys want to try to guess any of the Hall of Famers that were inducted in that year? It's kind of, it's kind of a tough Sure, oh, that is tough. Go ahead. Okay. July 28th. 1979, the Raiders beat the Cowboys 20 to 13. Now, there is a slight Raider connection that one of the guys inducted in the Hall of Fame played his last season in the NFL with the Raiders. In fact, his autograph is on that 60th anniversary sign over there. Um, he played one season, 1971, he played with the Raiders. Um, but the class that he went in with in 1979, like this is some of the all time. Greatest of greats. You guys want like Set, was that Starbucks year? That's a great guess. You're thinking about the right era of yeah. player. Yes. Okay. Not not quite because he was still playing. Seventy nine Super playing. Bowl, right? Yeah. Hmm. But that kind of you classic... got to be you got to be out five years before you can you go be in. Out five years. So they had the last year they could have played was seventy four. Ooh. Yeah. So you're talking like big time classic. Ooh. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh! Think 70. linebacker, one linebacker, yeah. one quarterback are like regarded as two of the all-time greats. Yeah, I don't know. What are you thinking? I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> okay. right. So linebacker. So when I say Butkus, yes, let's go. Yes, huh? yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. When you when well, you the, oh, when you say linebacker, who else comes first to mind? First one that comes to mind. Yeah. Boom. Butkus. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So Dick Buckus, of course, uh, middle linebacker for the Chicago Bears. So if I say Think about that era, so that late 60s, early 70s, when I say quarterback, who do you think of? Uh, well, Matthew popped up here, Blanda, but I'm not going to say that. Uh, no, it's not Blanda. Oh, gosh. I'll, I'll give you... Uh, go bl- ahead. Black cleats. Oh, no kidding. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. So you got Ron Mix, who offensive tackle, who played his last year with the Raiders. Ron Mix, Dick Buckus, Johnny Unitas, and Yale Larry. I didn't know much about Yale Larry. He was an old-school Detroit Lions player, uh, versatile guy, did, like, punt returns, played defense, all kinds of good stuff. So, uh, so all, right, all right, so there's 1979. 
1993, zero Raider connection, but the Raiders win. The Raiders beat the Packers 19-3 to in that game. And there is some, some more big names. Okay, so after Dick Buckus, or probably before Dick Buckus, who's the biggest Bears name that comes to mind? When I say Chicago Bears, who do you think of first? Walter Payton. Walter Payton. Walter Payton goes in 1993, all right? Swag Jeff, if I say Niners coach, who do you think of? Uh, Bail him out, oh, Walsh. Um, Walsh. No, yeah, Walsh. Bill Walsh. Course. There you go. Yeah, Bill Walsh and, uh, and 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 Walter Payton go in in 1993, along with a Chargers quarterback, uh, Dan Fouts. Man, there you go. Yeah, not only, not only he's a Charger, but he went to Oregon. All right, so, oh. I know. So Larry Little though was also in there, and then Chuck Knoll. So and you know Pittsburgh Steelers. All Pittsburgh. Right. All right. So now we get to 2006. Third time the Raiders have played in this game, August 6th. 2006, the Raiders win again. We are undefeated in the Hall of Fame game. Seriously? I know Raiders, this one. <laughs> good, I'll throw it to you then. Raiders win 16-10. to 10. There are one, two, three, four, five, six people that get inducted into the class of 2006 Hall of Fame. But the biggest name is who, Jeff? Well, John Madden. Thank you. It's John Madden, 2006. Uh, that is when, uh, that's when Coach gets in. And, uh, and we played, the, like I mentioned, the Eagles there because... John Madden for the Raiders, and then for the Eagles, you guys want to take a swipe at it? Biggest Eagle player maybe ever. Like, in size and impact, he had a famous thing that when he would rush the quarterback, he'd say, Jesus is coming! Jesus is coming! And he'd scare the crap out of offensive linemen, the great... Oh, my God! Yeah, the the reverend, man, Reggie White. Reggie White, The minister of defense, man. So Reggie White goes in with Troy... Tennessee, right? Sure was, yeah. yeah. The University of Tennessee, Tennessee, yeah. yeah. Uh, goes in with Troy Aikman, Harry Carson, the great linebacker for the Giants, Warren Moon, and, and uh, Rayfield Wright. So a pretty cool class there uh, for Madden. And so, yes, so here we go. Got the Hall of Fame game coming up. And, uh, yeah, good stuff there, man. Look forward to – can't wait to see it. It's going to be fresh out of, out of, uh, uh, out of this offseason. We're going to see our newly acquired free agents, and we're going to see your quarterback, Derek Carr. All right, so let's talk about Dirk. We might see some Marcus Mariota, too. <laughs> what a transition there. That was, that it's was a preseason game. That was seamless. Hey, Swago, tell us about the chat room before we get into this Derek Carr stuff. Oh, my gosh. So uh, so let me scroll back up just a little bit uh, because there was a couple of great donations. Uh, Aaron oh, the Q-Dog Raider with a 1911 donation. Thank you, Aaron. Says, uh, this show is 100% fundraising in the most ridiculous manner possible. Respect. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, you know uh, what? We need to put that on a T-shirt. I love 100% that. 100% fundraising in the most ridiculous manner possible. I love possible. it. Love and then uh, Kevin the Raider with a $20 donation. Oh, uh, Kevin, Metallica Ride the, Ride the Lightning was my first Metallica album I listened to. My favorite Metallica song is For Whom the Bells Toll. Let's go. Time yeah, marches on. Sure. Let's go. Absolutely. But uh, let's see. Tyrone Graves is in there. Matthew Menga. Schmucky the Raider Bears in there. Kill, J- uh, Kill Jadis. Paul is in there. Paul? Kill, uh, Paul? I said Kill Jadis. Uh, Ron the Mater Raider. Kevin the Raider Nerd. Raider Gears and Threads. Fargo's in there. Paul is in there. Uh, let's see. Your Who girl's in there. Michelle Sweat is in there. All the Mangai is in there. The whole Mangai family. The, the here. whole Mangai family's in there. Uh, Atticus B. Rockin's in there. Heat Freak is in there. Corey Burham is in there. <laughs> Let's see. So coach got, Davis is in there. Hey, What's up, Coach? Coach, yeah, coach yeah, was in there for a minute. Yeah, Pineapple's in there. We got nice. the whole crew, man. Awesome. So, uh, but there's there's like there's like seventy five people in there and like twenty eight likes. 
Yeah, yeah. We hit, yeah hit the Come damn on. button, nerd. Hit press the, the damn button, press nerd. The damn, press the damn button. Press what the what damn else you got to do? Button, Just nerd. press the damn button, nerd. Yeah, man, what else you got to do? Hit the button. Hey, listen, because anything that you do to help out our show, whether that's a, a like, a subscribe, a comment, a review, any of that stuff, even if you uh, you know uh, don't have the means or whatever to, to contribute to the show to get to the One Nation Foundation, just know this, that every dollar uh, that, that you give us goes direct, but also all of those promotional things that you can do to support the show, all that helps us because it helps us generate advertising dollars from our good friends at Fansided and just Blog Baby, our good partners uh, of ours. Um, any of that money that we get, and we take that, and that goes to the One Nation Foundation also. So any support you can give the show, uh, we appreciate you very, very much. All right, let's talk about Derek Carr. So, Who? Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm going to lead off with this. Um, here we go. Let's, let's, I'm going to hit. Where, where am I? Here? Okay. Where are you at, buddy? Remember last? Well, remember. Of course you do because you were here. I was here. Last week we talked a lot about Derek Carr and we talked a lot about the Raiders extending Derek Carr sure. and why it was, sure. you know what I mean? Like why it made sense and all that kind of stuff. For those of you that are on Twitter and have an affinity for dogging the QB, and or wondering if he will be your QB next year, that whether you're from the Mariota camp or you're from a wherever camp, like here's what I tell you all the time. Mark Davis is going to be your owner. Josh McDaniels is going to be your coach. And Derek Carr, Uncle Mosh, is going to be your starting quarterback. So says our new head coach. Uh, I've really had an opportunity to meet him a number of times already. Um, he's there. He stays there with his family. Um, you know, faith, uh, family, and football are, are really important to him. You know, and and so look, he's been a leader of this franchise for a number of years. Um, I'm getting to know him as a person. I'll get to know him more as a player, um, more than what I've just been able to see on tape uh, as we go into the spring uh, and into the summer. But I'm excited that that we have a veteran leader on our football team that knows how to play the position, that's won a lot of big games. Um, excited to see what we can do together. So there's always going to be rumors when you a new regime coming in, and you got a quarterback who's entering the final year of his deal. Can you say definitively, barring injury, Derek Carr's your starting quarterback week one? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I, I really am excited about this opportunity to work together. Um, I know what he's done, and and I and I know what we might be able to do going forward together, and that's what really excites me. Uh, looking forward to to building that process. Uh, as we go into April, May, June, July, uh, and continue to grow together. Uh, it's really an important relationship, the head coach, the quarterback, the play caller, the quarterback. Um, there's got to be a synergy there, and I believe that, that we're on our way to doing that. All right, so last week, Jeff, when you weren't here, we, yeah. Mosh and I had a long discussion about Derek, and we had a long discussion about Josh McDaniels as well, and that, you know, and I speculated that I don't think he takes this job if it isn't for Derek Carr. And you can hear it right there. Like, he's already in with Derek. Like, there's no question around, like, and we can all like like Marcus, and we can like the different dynamic that he could bring or whoever, because Marcus might end up leaving this year and go somewhere else. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But, like, but, the, yeah. but it's like, it's Derek and that it, the end, period. Well, and we talked about it the week prior when Mosh wasn't here that, uh, you know, that there was tons of rumors swirling around, and they asked on the Dan Patrick show, as the New England Patriots, were you trying to get Derek Carr at the trade deadline? And he was like, uh, I can't talk about I, I that. can't talk about it. So yeah, that meant yes. Yeah, yeah. So he wanted this guy last year. So, you know, so instead of trading to get him last year, he just decides to come to Vegas. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Makes sense. Absolutely. So, uh, so good stuff there from Josh McDaniels. I love the, the fact that it's, you didn't get a, 
coach speak there. Right, Mosh? You didn't get like, well, we'll see when we go into the, you know, we, we haven't even practiced yet well, or like whatever. Gonna get, you know, we're going to get here and we're going to get the workouts and we're going to see how the, the, the offense gels with the new packages that we delivered. And no, you didn't get that. You didn't get that. So, you know, <clears throat> I just, I, I want to go on a record as saying. Okay. And I said it to both of you earlier about four o'clock, about two hours before we went on the air, we were sitting around. We were talking about life stuff, and 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 I made the I made the comment that I had a boss one time that told me, <clears throat> "You can complain, you can complain, you can whine, you can bitch, and you can moan." And then when you leave, I'm going to go. Well, that person just is a crazy, and they just wanted to whine, complain, bitch, and moan. Or you can come in with a real legitimate gripe. And have and say this is what's wrong and this is what's broken. This is how we fix it. And I think so much of the Derek Carr chit chat is exactly the first part of that: is whining, bitching, moaning, and complaining. And and the the motivation behind that is our team as a whole wasn't producing the way they wanted. Heck, we made the playoffs. We hit 10 under and, the utmost we, of adversity. We hit ten yeah. and seven under the utmost adversity, you know. But there's there's not a lot of legit. This is where our our problem is. This is how we go about fixing it. Now you will get content creators, Q Dog, others in the chat that ha- that have said, "Hey, we need to address our lack of defensive corners." This is how we can do it. We can draft this person, okay? But you don't hear a lot of that when it comes to car. You hear a lot of, oh, car sucks, car sucks. Man, we'd be so much better with Brady in his heyday. Well, come on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who wouldn't? Exactly. We're not, we're, not, we're not getting a lot of that. We're getting just a lot of complaints, and 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 that is what I hear mostly when when I I do get my phone to work and I'm able to read <laughs> when Jeff helps me and I'm able to read Twitter and blah blah blah. But seriously, that's that's not that's not a legit argument. The car sucks. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Thank you for your opinion. Now, did you want me to comment on your opinion or did you want me just to hear you complain? Amen, Mosh. Well put, well put. And, and ab- absolutely, because it, like we talked about last week when we ran down the list of the 32 predominantly starting quarterbacks in the yeah. NFL this last year, like, who do you want? Like, what's the alternative there? So, right. um, Well, so- and you think about, I mean, look at what Derek did this past season with the receiving group that he had. Obviously, you lose Henry Ruggs. It hurts. It's horrible. Darren Waller goes down for half the season. So you got your two, st- and Brian Edwards, underutilized so you have hunter renfro and zay freaking jones as your two guys and leads the team to the playoffs i mean let's address some other things and let Derek eat hey man dude let's go you know and i'm glad you brought up renfro because i've got some great clips uh coming up here uh in in a minute uh renfro made an appearance on the players club podcast and there's some audio gold in there um before we get to that let's talk about uh uh, for what Josh McDaniels is going to do uh, with Derek, and and even broader than just Derek, but the offense as a whole, you know, again, I'm going to I'm going to stand on this this soapbox. I don't think Josh McDaniels is our head coach if Derek Carr isn't our quarterback. I think that he saw that he has a, a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. Is he Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, like? 
No, no, but no one's pretending that he is. But guess what? You don't have to have that to win a Super Bowl. Like it's that's and and I don't even think Derek would tell you that. Like and it's okay. It's not like I'm. Oh, gee, you're only the third or eighth or twelfth best person in the world that can do this job. I'm sorry, that's not a knock. Okay, so um, so let's check in with with. Um, uh, uh, with David Carr, who is often a mouthpiece for his brother, uh, and, and him talking about when Josh McDaniels came to the Raiders, he's already talking to Derek about what his plan is for the offense. This is fantastic stuff. Nailed it. I think the, the interactions that Derek has had with Josh have been uh, incredibly positive. And I think that the, the main thing that sticks out is what you mentioned, is that they are uh, two guys that have a very – very concrete plan of, of what they want to do. Like that was what was kind of surprising to not, maybe not surprising as you probably expect that from a guy with Josh's you know, experience, but he came in and already knew what he wanted to do on offense and knew who he wanted to do it with. And the personnel he had a really good feel for. And Derek was like, he knew a lot about guys and he's not even in this building. Like he knew what made them tick. He knew what they were good at. He knew where he was going to be able to put them in the offense to have them succeed and for not even being in the building and knowing those intricacies and, and knowing what, what kind of makes guys tick, it was kind of freakish that he was able to figure that out without being in the building. So that was a, that was a really cool sign for Derek. He pinpointed all the things that Derek has been uh, focused on over just the last couple of weeks as you reflect back on the season, where they can improve, how they can get better from a you know, X's and O's standpoint to a player standpoint. Um, and Josh kind of was right on the same page, you know. So he, Josh has definitely been thinking about this Raiders team longer than just two weeks. Like, he's done some research for sure. Isn't that awesome? So, I mean, Mosh, coach all your life. Like, how encouraging is that to know that, like, McDaniels has already started doing the homework on it. He's already got a plan. He ain't been in the building barely yet. I would hope. I would hope. Okay. These, these, are, these, are, these are guys that get about four hours of sleep a night their whole <laughs> life. You know, as as long as they're in this this job, it goes with it. You know, so yeah, yeah. The man's doing his research. They, if they're not, they're not going to make. They're not going to be one of the thirty-two head coaches. You know, come on, Absolutely. they better be. They better be, or they're gonna they're gonna be out of a job. You know, so. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I love the forethought that goes into it, the idea that he's already begun planning, he's already communicating with Derek. Uh, great stuff there. Also, so uh, he also commented around, and Swago, I want to go to you after this soundbite. This is really interesting because we've talked a lot about, in terms of coaching, how rigid, whether it be Gus Bradley or even John Gruden, were at times around like installing their scheme or like sticking to their system sure. where a guy like our new defensive coordinator, uh, Derek Graham, how he's going to be willing to like, he's like, I don't know. I'll wait till I get in the building and I'll see the guys and then I'll figure out what kind of scheme we're going to run when I see what kind of personnel we have and what the talent and the skill sets are. I got a feeling they're, they're going to do the same thing uh, with, with, or Josh McDaniels is going to do the same thing offensively. And again, to go back to David Carr and some of his comments, he talks about that, about Josh is going to tailor this offense. First off, the, the really nice part is it's a system that is very similar to um, what John did and, and what Derek has been doing over the last couple of years, where there's a lot of power to the quarterback and there's a lot asked of him, you know, from a pre-snap standpoint, shifts and motions, identification of coverage, what they're doing on defense, as opposed to some teams come in and they just, they'll put in a system like, for example, like Kyle Shanahan's system in San Francisco. It's just kind of, you just rip through progressions. We don't care what the defense is doing, mm -hmm. right? 
on the flip side, what, what Josh wants you to do is we want to know not only what the defense is doing, but what leverage the middle linebacker is playing, what leverage is the nickel playing in this coverage. And the great thing is he's got, he's got a quarterback that can definitely do that. Derek's, that's Derek's best quality, in my opinion. Ever since we've broken down film when he was 10 years old, that's why he's such a good player is because he gets that. He knows everything the defense is doing. He knows everyone's job on the defense and he'll line guys up like I've seen him in games against opponents he'll be like he'll just wait he knows the guy's coming down he knows he's supposed to be in this gap and so for Josh's system to kind of uh, highlight that that's great they couldn't have brought in a better guy honestly because if it was another guy I'd be a little bit hesitant if it was another system that was different to that that was more progression based all right we're going to take a lot of the pressure off Derek like that's not that's not where you want to do with him right now especially with where he is in his career you get to a point in your career as a, as a quarterback where you want all of that responsibility on you because you know what they're doing. And, I, and you can only guess so, so well as to what they're going to play. You can send me a play, and it might sound great and you might like it, but as soon as I line up and they change the defense, we're kind of stuck. You know, but if I can adjust or I can have routes built into that play that I can adjust versus anything, I got a guy like Hunter Renfro, which I have a crazy amount of respect for and Derek loves, and, and they can feel each other out and feel the coverage out and find soft spots, that's what you want, man. And so it's, it was a great hire by Mark. I don't know if he thought about that. Maybe he just liked the Patriot way. Maybe he wanted to try that. Maybe he, he's, you know, he's seen it be successful for so long that you know that combination of GM and head coach, he just wanted to see what that was like. But, man, he hit a home run because the guy that he brought in just happens to be the perfect fit for your quarterback, you know, in that system that they run in. You think about personnel-wise, too. It's like, when the Patriots have always been successful, they've had a good tight end. Gronkowski got a pretty good one in, in Waller, right? Hunter Renfro's always been that, like, Edelman-type guy, right? Move him around, do option routes. They already established that. Um, they got a good run game. So, yeah, you fill a couple pieces in, and, and away we go. Yeah, you know, so what I like about these guys with Josh McDaniels and with Graham – it seems like they're willing to put the players in the best position to succeed at any given time. They're not going to stick to one st- certain scheme. You know, we're not going to be stuck in this old school offense that John Gruden had for so long. You know, and hey, and if they change, if they audible, if the defense does something different, hey, th- this is the way that I run my offense. So you just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Well, now Derek's going to have more freedom and the coordinators and the coach are going to be able to adapt and be like, okay, well, This guy is really good at doing this. Let's move him over here and let him do that. Let's let all these people succeed in what they're good at. So, I mean, what can't you like about that? I think Josh Jacobs, too. Like, we've talked a lot about Derek, and and rightfully so, because this, you know, the offense, you know, uh, obviously is built around the quarterback. But, like, I think McDaniels is going to do some amazing stuff with Josh Jacobs. When you look at, like, look at what, what the Patriots have always done with. With, I mean, look at like, I mean, or not, you go way back to like Corey Dillon and like, I mean, they've all, but like Kevin Falk or like, you know what I mean? Or like James White, James White, Sony Michelle. Like, there's always been so much versatility within their players. Rex Burkhead, like whatever. Like, think about right. all the times that like you'll watch a, a Patriot game and all of a sudden some random running back is killing them. Right. Or killing whatever, whatever team you're watching them play. And you're like, what the crap? Well, that's McDaniels. That's an innovative offense that he's going to bring, and so so it's going to be fun to watch him and Kenyon Drake. Amen. You know Thank what I mean? Well, yeah, because think about like red zone, like where we struggled, and you get, well, of course, I know Drake got hurt, but like you got players that have the versatility of Jacobs and Drake, and yeah, maybe Mariota, Bar- yeah, Barber, Barber, and all. Like uh-huh. it's going to be fantastic what the what the Raiders are going to do in the red zone. 
All right, so we talked a lot about offense. Let's go to the defensive side. I haven't even heard this sound clip. I, I mean, I, I grabbed it and I brought it down for the show. I hadn't had a chance to listen through it. But I do know that McDaniels is talking about the effective, effectiveness of a four-man front on defense. And I'm curious because we, I mean, everything about McDaniels is offense, 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 offense. So it's going to be interesting to hear about what, although Graham is going to be the guy calling the shots on game day and installation-wise and all that, uh, it's nice to hear what McDaniels' uh, philosophy may be uh, in terms of playing defense. We, we've talked about this a lot, um, you know, anymore in today's NFL, 80 to 85 percent of your defense is in nickel or dime, you know, and and so, you know, the, the concept of being a 4-3 or 3-4 is kind of almost, you know, it's kind of almost out of the window now. Um, you know, what we want to do is we want to try to be able to play to the strengths of the players that are on our roster. Um, we, know we have some Amen. really good players that played in a four-man line uh, last year. Um, you know, we're going to try to uh, accentuate their strengths. Um, you know, and, and at the same time, we want to be multiple enough to be able to change some things from week to week if we need to or feel like we have to to try to uh, give us the best chance to stop the opponent. So, um, you know, there'll be a level of, of multiplicity that hopefully we can uh, grow and graduate to. Uh, but... The biggest thing for us is try to make our players successful by putting them in great positions. I can't hear the question. Absolutely. Um, everybody, you know, I have great respect for Bill and, and that process and, um, you know, uh, spoke to him directly multiple times about, you know, any interest that I had in people that were there, um, you know, and I'll keep those conversations private. Draft strategy is I'm assuming oh, what's going on. Oh, here. okay. Private, but um, never want to do the wrong things relative to those things. Obviously, feel very fortunate that I had an opportunity to add a few people uh, that I've that I've worked with before, um, you know, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but yeah, just you know, try to do the right things relative to communicating, you know, with him or any other coach for that matter. If you're interested in somebody that works in their organization. Never mind. So he's talking about coaching staff there. So he's talking about building the coaching staff. That's where he asked to sought Bill's input on building, like, uh, probably position coaches okay. and whatnot. So, yeah. So I have a comment on that. Okay. I don't, I don't understand. <clears throat> and, and there's so many of our listeners, and I know there's so many of our, our folks in the chat right, that, right now tonight that can understand what I'm coming through when I lay this out there. If, 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 you, are, if you are a boss – if you are a coach, if you are a director, if you are a person that has any group of people that play or perform underneath you or for you, why would you not play to their strengths? I, why? Thank it's you. the most simplest thing in the entire world. The kiss rule. And I don't, I don't mean Gene Simmons' little band. <laughs> I mean, to keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Why would you not play? If you are, and, and, and you and Swaggy are salesmen, and oftentimes you guys work together, and your bosses have no problem with that because you produce. They play to those strengths. Why would you not do that? I don't care what field you're in. I don't care what it is. From doing what I do, directing plays, to, to what he does... In coaching football, you play to those strengths. I don't care what damn system it is. 
You play to the strengths. And if you're not playing to the strengths, it's why you're not winning. Because, number one, you don't have the people with that strength, so you go out and you draft them. Or you've got them in the wrong schemes. And I think we, have, we as Raiders fans, have suffered with coaches who have played their schemes, not played to the strengths of what our people can do. I could not agree with you more. I think that being uh, – thank you, Mosh. Uh, give yourself applause for that. It is perfectly put. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's perfectly put, and I think it's ego. You ask the question, why would you not? It's ego. It's like, well, this is my thing, and so because yep. I came up with it, and I'm so smart, and I'm so brilliant, that all I need to do is get the people to go in there and plug in, and then this thing is going to be great. And unfortunately – a lot of times it doesn't work. And there's one of my favorite quotes. And in terms of like leadership study is that um, uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Like yes. you could, you could come up with the biggest strategy in the world, but if you don't have the, the, the folks, and I'm talking about institutional leadership, whether it be at a, at a company or a school or a church or whatever, whatever your vision is, whatever your strategy is, if you don't have the people to pull it off, it's not going to work. It's for right. So why not adjust your strategy to fit your culture, or in this case, the talent of your people on your football thing? I'm with you. It's the most asinine thing in the world. Like because to me, like the only thing that's going to drive my ego is W's. Put more numbers in this column that are in this column. Yep. That drives yep. my ego. Forget. Like I mean, that's the only stat I care about. Who cares what the offense? Who cares why you define it? And I love that. That's what he's talking about. Like defensively, Jeff, is that it's like. You can call 4-3, you can call 5-2, you can call 3-4. You can call whatever you want. We're just going to put people out there that can make plays and set them up for success. Yeah, what? yeah, don't call it anything. Just, you know, this is the Raiders' defense, man, and it's going to change all the time. You know, McDaniel's not going to go into the Hall of Fame as a player. No. But McDaniel <laughs> could go into the Hall of Fame as the one that turns the Raiders around. Hey, man, let's, totally. let's go. You know? Totally. So, so why not? Why not play that? So what do you do? You surround yourself. You're not a micromanager. You surround yourself with a brain trust that's there to help you evaluate the talent that you have. Those people that are, whether it's in business or whether it's in sports or entertainment, those people that surround themselves with folks that can evaluate the talent they have and place them in the positions that need to be to perform well are the ones that are going to excel. Gosh, you know, I, 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 mean, I got nothing. You're so that's so money, Mike. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Great okay. stuff. All right. Hit, hit us a break. Hit us a break or a breath or something. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. What's up? It's Brockman from the Rich Eisen Show. And it's Del Tupo from the Rich Eisen Show. You're listening to Murph and Mosh on Raiders Raiders Fan Radio. Radio. Yes! (laughs) 
Hey, Swaggo, before we move on, to, I've got some great clips. Or speaking of players to put in, be put in positions to be successful, I've got some great clips from Hunter Renfro. But before that, I know Corey had a significant donation. Tyrone's had one. Anything else in there, too? Please shout out the chat and also the donations that have been coming Yeah, in. yeah. So uh, Tyrone Graves, another $5 donation. Corey Burham, who said, uh, been meaning to give this for a while, a $20 donation. Oh, oh, thank, you, thank you, Corey. Thank you very much. And uh, so Ebony Graves, Kevin the Raider Nerd, Daniel Mangus, Matthew Mangus, Raider Flash, Michelle Sweat is in there. Fargo Raiders in there. Kill Jadis. Aaron the Q Dog Raider. F Thomas Jones is in there. What's up, Thom? Let's see. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. T Thom. And he's he's giving me a run for my money. He's we're gonna we're gonna talk a little inside baseball because he's emailing oh. episode numbers. Oh, like he's he's emailing episode. Your yeah, he yeah he take did. Take your job over there, man. I know, man. I know. Better, yeah, better step it up. Nah, I'm, I'm stepped up. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, good. <laughs> I'm good. I got uh, this. Uh, Tyrone Graves says, "I understand people want Carr gone. Just get somebody better on the team for yeah." Look, here's the th- like we okay. love Derek Carr, but you know what? If you can upgrade Derek Carr, look, okay. But it's what I was all saying is that that's an awful hard thing to do. Considering the, the what the environment of the NFL, it's not like there's someone we can draft uh, upcoming this April in the draft. That's a slam dunk at 22 that we're going to draft. That's going to come in and be better than Derek Carr. Uh, so I, I'm with you, Tyrone Graves. But that's the task of any coach or GM is you always are looking to upgrade every position. It isn't just quarterback. It's all 53 spots on the roster. If you can upgrade it, uh, then then you'll do it. Um, wh- another position where I would say that you would be challenged to upgrade grade if i point to my my little uh, hunter renfro yes. painting over here who uh that was hunter renfro <laughs> the goat uh as uh, as we call him uh this was painted by our good friend uh, jesus alvarez this is a uh, actually this is a, a copy of it uh the actual painting we auctioned off and, and that money went to the one nation foundation um but let's talk a little bit about hunter renfro so we heard a little bit uh kind of about when in our discussion about how he was ended up being the focal point of the offense, once Henry Ruggs uh, was gone and Darren Waller was was down with an injury, yeah, Zay Jones was quote your number one, but really the number one on the offense was Hunter Renfro, and he excelled this year and had a fantastic season, and uh, so we would definitely want to celebrate him. But you know, we call him the goat, and uh, we we put that stuff out on Twitter, and there's a lot of pictures and a lot of silly things that are done uh, talking about. Hunter Renfro, uh, but an, uh, an also common thing, and, and including from us here, is that we talk about how he looks like your accountant, right? He looks like the guy that does your taxes yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then catches third down passes. And so he made an appearance on the Players Club podcast. Um, this is uh, hosted by Darian Rencher. Darian is a Clemson running back. Like currently a Clemson running back, so so shout out the young man. Much respect there for starting your own podcast, and of course he reached out to uh, Clemson alum Hunter Renfro uh, to make an appearance on the show. So so Hunter is not only making appearance on the show, but he's talking about his appearance. So one of, one of the things when people see you, um, that's always been like they just look at you and they think this guy is like they just un- they under underestimate everything you do. They look at you and obviously. I'm gonna call a spade a spade, but they see like a small white guy. Yeah, yeah. They're like, there's no way this dude can beat yeah. me. Like, there's no way. And in college, I'm sure in high school it was like that. In college, I was at practice, so I definitely know it was like that. And people, they would see you win and be like, bro, there's no way he's gonna yeah. keep beating me. And, and then in the league, like, that's been the craziest part. People have seen you against the best of the best. And you've continued to do the same exact thing. So for you, 
like how have you because i know you're very you're very self-aware like you know yeah. people look at you in this this way how have you used that like as motivation like being underrated like how, how have you kind of what's been your mentality as you go approach the game yeah um definitely I, I you know i've always prided myself on being different whether it was you know not doing all the footwork stuff or you know looking different or you know i think different is good to an extent um so so i do take pride in that um i i, I am very self-aware like you said i know you know i see it all the time on twitter and i understand you know <laughs> people are laughing at me sometimes they're laughing with me sometimes they're laughing at me i understand that um but i'm just having fun playing the game i love and nice you know i really don't worry about it too much i i I'm getting to play the NFL and that's something I dream, Come on. dreamed of. I'm, Come on. you know, being able to support my family. I'm being able to, you know, hang out with my friends in the off season. Like I have an unbelievable life. I have nothing to, you know, worry about. And so I'm just very appreciative and very thankful. And so, you know, when people laugh and, and make fun or whatnot, it doesn't <laughs> matter to me because, you know, a lot of those people are wishing they could be playing in the NFL. And so uh, exactly. I use it to fuel me to an extent um, but at the same time, I think I use the, the fuel of appreciation more than anything. And, and whenever they do, it just, it just, um, reminds me what I'm, what I'm thankful for. I, I love anybody that leads with gratitude. I'm a fan of automatically, totally. but I also love that he's not so like hardcore about it that he feels like he needs to like, re, you know, rebel against it or whatever. He just, he just kind of takes it in stride. And so in the, in that, in that vein, Aaron, the Q dog Raider in the chat says Hunter Renfro totally looks like every assistant restaurant manager who walks the floor <laughs> asking at every table if everything is all right with their meals and then moves the chains on third down. <laughs> I love it. Love it, man. Great stuff there from, from Hunter Renfro. And we don't hear a lot from Hunter. No. So it's kind of cool, right, Jeff? To like, kind of like hear him and like his philosophy around football. Yeah, right? man. Yeah, no, he's he's a pretty quiet guy. You don't see him get in front of the mic very often. So, so yeah, so that's really cool to get his side of that. Absolutely. If it's not one of his Clemson buddies calling in, I don't think he's doing this podcast. Totally. And so, here's, so here's what I mentioned. There's some audio gold in this. And here's this is for football nerds like this is this is fantastic so you know we we talk a lot of like you know high level football stuff and like philosophically and those kind of things i love it when we get to get into like the minutiae of things and like drill down into like beyond even the x's and o's and we start getting into like techniques and mechanics and whatnot and so uh hunter started talking about his route running and mosh it's not even arguable. He is one of the best route runners in the NFL. Oh, he's, like he's proved that. He proved that with that with that route that he and Gruden invented. Oh, thank so you. good, absolutely. And he talks specifically about that route. I think people overcomplicate route running. Like for me, it's all about breaking tendencies for a DB. Like I know, and it helped me because I played DB in, in high school and I played DB growing up. You know, in the backyard, and like if a receiver is running at me. I, I, for me personally, I try to get into the mind of the DB and I try to basically lie to the DB as a receiver. And so if I'm thinking as a DB, all right, if, if I'm running this route as Hunter, like how is, how is, how am I going to set the DB up? And so like, if I'm guarding, yeah. if I'm guarding Darian, like how, if Darren ran this, when would I jump it? All right. So if yeah. I jump it, when he turns eyes inside, then as a receiver, as Darian, I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna give outside and then go out. So it's all about break, breaking yeah. tendencies and habits. And uh, all these DBs are coached the same things with the hips and where to keep the eyes. And so um, they drive right. on the first moves. And so why don't give them a, 
a two moves and then when they start driving on the double move do a triple move or or just stay with the first move and so it's all about just tr- trying to get in the db's mind and and as a receiver lie to him i guess uh, what's fascinating That's to me so much about awesome. that is that like you talked to when you were t- like because it, it's built on the, what they call the China route, right? right? Right. So, but like I love it though that like that's not a premeditated thing. He's doing that. He's reacting to the DB. Like he just said, I might stick with that first move, or I might go. I might go through and run two or three moves. But like he's he's basically playing the DB until the DB fails, and that's why he's open. Like that's badass. You know, and and and, and there's a lot of people in the chat that are calling him. Oh, uh, uh, Hunter Blitnikoff, and he runs like Freddie. But if you remember, right, if we ever get the audio, shout out to Cody, if we ever get the audio, Word. when when, you, when we interviewed LaMonica, he talked about why was Blitnikoff such a good target. And he said because he could make the DBs do what he wanted them That's to. That's right. You're and right. he said yeah, yeah, when yeah. he was running with them, he could nudge them just a little bit so that they're running on. And, and he was talking about physical contact. He's running, and he's got just a little bit of an angle where he's bumping them, and they're running because Freddie wasn't the fastest guy in the world, but they're running side-by-side side down the sidelines, and he's bumping them just a smidge to the outside, and then, boom, he's cutting to the inside. Or he cuts to the inside, they juke, and then he cuts back and goes to the post. They're, you know, that's he's making the DBs do what he wants the DBs to do, and that's the similarity between Renfro and Bolitnikov. That's fantastic, Mosh. Yeah. Excellent, excellent pull there. And, yeah. and, and go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, well, and you know, I think it's cool in that clip he talks about, you know, well, I, I you know, I've always played wide receiver, but I played DB in my backyard. Right. You know, right, so, right. so like and and that route and the way he's describing it, it reminds you of schoolyard ball. Like you're just out there doing little dipsy doos yeah. and all that, whatever works, and you know, I mean it's not like a premeditated thing, like just get open. And so, I, oh man, that's just, that's so cool. That's old school football, man. It is. And I love, like, you talk about Cerebral, man. Like, he's, he says in there, all the DBs are coached the same way. They're all, the, it's, they're all the same way. So it doesn't matter who I'm lining up against. I know their eyes are looking for this certain thing. And if I can get your eyes to redirect, right. I got you. Right. Like, look, I, when we, during the season, I made, the, I made a statement. I said that I don't think we've seen a player jump talent-wise year-to-year as much as we've seen Hunter Renfro jump from 21, or excuse me, 20 into 21. Guys, look, I don't want to get all crazy, and I know that, yes, there are, like Mosh, very well put, so many similarities to a guy like Fred Bolitnikoff and all the great route runners that that are in the league now, Devontae Adams and whatnot, but we could be on the the precipice of this dude being like an all-world player, like a Hall of Fame-level player, and I don't think that's crazy talk. Okay, so let me run this by you. Okay. Why wouldn't why wouldn't Hunter Renfro studied the greats? Why wouldn't he have studied Freddie? Why you know? Yeah. You know yeah. he did. You know he did. That stuff just doesn't come natural. There's natural talent to be able to make the two and the three moves. Okay, but you study what? How did they get that ability? You know, he's, I, I guarantee you, he's watched or listened to more 
uh, interviews than what we have. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah, and yeah. so that, that, that comes with, okay, again, what we talked about earlier. Okay, I can do this. If I practice it, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And then exactly what Jeff said. He played the other side in, in the backyard, in high school, in college, so that he knows what to do to be better when he gets the opportunity. So the, the man, you said it earlier, he's very cerebral. And, I mean, the guy's smart. And I think, I think that's one of the things that we have going for us on our team. Absolutely. So we've got some smart players, man. Absolutely. And, you know, and if, and if we had another one, if we had Devontae Adams, I'm telling you, oh. we could, like, like, and I know it's, it's probably a long shot because if the Packers are, are, are any kind of smart, uh, they're going to franchise tag him. But, like, if you think about that, like, there's, like, this is not hyperbole. We could have the two best route runners in the league. The end. Like, th- like, yeah. oh, my gosh. You want to talk about, like, if at that point, like, you want to criticize Derek Carr after we have Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro on the same offense and if, for whatever reason, red zone and all the other things that you can criticize a quarterback about, if he falls short, then at that point, all right, then I'll acquiesce and okay, I'll be so- like, okay. But, like, because think about that guy. We really do, Mosh. We have such a, like, if he's not franchise tagged, it would not surprise me at all if the Raiders broke the bank to bring in Devontae Adams. It, the yep. story writes itself. Yep. It's Derek Carr's best friend. Yep. Like, he's a perfect pairing with this offense. Yeah. And, and, and <sighs> yeah. No, you, yeah, you got to, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to bring something else up, but you know, but I don't want to. Let's move on. Let's, let's move on. Let's go to see a fans. Enough of us, more of you is a good thing. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Sea of Fans Mailbag. This is where we hear from you, Raider Nation, uh, and you can contact us a multitude of ways. You can join us in the chat uh, at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio, much like our new good friend, uh, Shailene, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, uh, says longtime Raider fan, uh, enjoying the episodes, and we enjoy having you here on a live show. Appreciate you. We love uh, to see and hear from new listeners. Uh, and if you want to contact us outside of the chat room, you can email us at uh, – show that is s-h-o-w at raidersfanradio.com you can send those emails uh, anytime you want and if we read your email an indefinite amount of times on the air we will refer to you as a made man or a made woman here at raiders fan radio or if you call the show and we play your message three times at 909-345-3346 that's 909-345-3346 uh, <laughs> well who went high who went yeah, that you went up i was trying i was Jeff, trying to, you yeah. went up a register there Jeff, yeah Jeff took was, the falsetto on that one. Yeah, I was trying to harmonize. <laughs> we'll workshop that. We'll workshop that. Oh, nice. Uh, but, but yeah, so we always start off with you, with your emails, and we thank you so very much. Very much. Yeah, very much. Whatever. What the Read heck? the damn email. Who do we got, Let Marsh? me ask you a quick question, though. <laughs> yes, sir, please do. Just to derail us for just a hot second. Sure. Any news out of the Combine today? Yeah, well, those interviews that I played from Josh McDaniels. All right. Both those comments were from the from the combine, um, and yeah. So the 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 workouts start tomorrow. 
Okay. So they've okay. Been, so the the combine, the NFL draft combine is or NFL combine is a week long event, and it's a lot of interviews and a lot of that kind of stuff. And then all the coaches are in now, and then the the workouts will start tomorrow. So very good. so good next week we'll have a we'll have a combine rundown. Yes, and we've got uh, I've got a handful of players that I want to look at. Um, you know some some. Uh, Group of five guys, some 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 right guys on, from right lesser known schools. Our buddy Jeff Murphy from Is he going to be here next week? Hopefully, we'll be here next week. He's going to talk about those guys, and then some of the you know some of the players from the, from the Big Five schools or the Big Five conferences uh, as well. Power five, power, whatever. Big Five, Power Five, whatever. You know what? You know yeah, what I mean? The big Five. Yeah, you got like the, you got the, <laughs> well because Jeff doesn't like it when I say the Big like, Five. Yeah. Well, he doesn't like it when I say like the lower five or the the group of five. Like he doesn't like when I distinguish between like. The power five, and then the little guys. So I just meant like you know, whatever. I don't yeah, know. we talk my way out of it, and, and it's see, not working. We get I, always, it. I always call them the awesome five, and I get more meat on my sandwich than you do. Oh, so, wonder. Yeah, that's yeah. why I got like a half a slice of mortadella <laughs> and a piece of provolone that I can barely see. <laughs> and he charged it twelve ninety five. That's okay. Hello, all money goes to One Nation Foundation. Hello, RFR family. The time has come. The scouting combine is upon us. Duh. The scouting combine has come upon us, and it's time to dive into the number of prospects that would become Raiders in April. Unfortunately, due to school, I have had a chance, I have only had a small chance to dive into the draft prospects, but normally, like I would usually do, there's just a few positions I feel the need to be addressed in the draft. Number one, wide receivers. The tragic situation with Ruggs shook us all to the core, and it had a negative effect on our offense as a whole. I look for Ziegler and his staff to be paying close attention to the wide receivers running routes and their 40 times. Number two, defensive backs. Our best defensive back last year was Casey Hayward, and he's a free agent who will move more than likely. He will probably leave us and go to Indy. I still have hope for Trayvon Mullen, who broke his foot last year and was out for the year minus the four games he played. Sports medicine has advanced, and I have full confidence that he will make an immediate and full recovery. Offensive linemen. This could be addressed in free agency, but we'll still need linemen for the future. Look for Ziegler to target linemen in the second and third rounds, respectively. That's all from this twin. Say, stay safe, Raider Nation. Yours truly, Matthew Mangus, proud made man, Gemini man, award winner, two-time Sizzler winner, protector of the Godfather's chair. <laughs> P.S. F. the MLB for ruining my plans for baseball. Amen. Amen. Is that me? Is that Matthew? Hope, yeah, and I hope the MLB made it to Q Dog's hit list. Man, I hope so too. You know what? What? A, and I know Matthew is a, is a diehard A's fan, as as we are. Um, we're big supporters of Bay Area baseball, both A's and the Giants. Um, don't email me. It's, it's but, the truth. It's the truth. We like them both. Um, but if I had to pick, I'd pick the A's. But anyways, but I'm but I'm you know as a I'm not going to get on a big tangent, but I'll just say this to honor his comment. As a as a as a parent of two guys that uh, of two young boys that came up watching and participating and playing baseball, like MLB has not done anything to serve this generation coming up. They are failing miserably, miserably. And they are, and if you don't win over kids, they don't tur- like look old guys like us that grew up watching baseball and are diehard. Like we're only gonna be around for so long. You gotta have generations to come up, and you have failed those generations that are coming up yep. miserably, totally, multiple times. I can only tell so many stories 
about seeing Hank Aaron, seeing Willie Mays, Willie McCovey, Reggie Jackson, Catfish Hunter. I can only tell so many of those stories, and it breaks my heart that people that are probably in the chat room don't know who those names are. Because, and it's no fault of theirs, it's a fault of the league. Amen. Amen. Well Dear put, Raiders Fan Radio, Murph, Uncle Mosh, Little Murph, Swag Jeff, Capo de Capi, Q-Dog, and all those out there, much respect. It's been a long time. I haven't seen, I haven't sent anything since the end of 2018 when I, when the Raiders hat for the, <laughs> I, when the Raiders hat for the contest with the best Christmas story, he won the Raiders hat. That's oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember that. This year, I told the famous story of the cat stealing Mary with the cherry <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the yeah. amazing <laughs> Italian Catholic family I grew up in. Yes. Silence hasn't broken nearly as many hearts as this last season. I'm sure we have all blown up enough about that. Wasted potential, letting it go, and let's just move on. People are still down about Derek Carr and trying to get rid of him. So first, let's, let's reiterate what Mosh and Murph pointed out last week. The top 12 QB, number 10 this last season, and then my little addition to it. Okay. Number 10 with the most passing yards under pressure this season with 1260. Imagine what he could have been doing would he if he was able to stay standing up and having offensive weapons that don't end up in jail. Imagine Carr's ability with a solid running game because we have an O-line. Imagine all the people living for today. We had no O-line. We ranked number 28th in the league. Freaking 28th, though that is no excuse. Bungholes were ranked 20th. They were in the Super Bowl. I'm saying this to get to a point. Greg Olson, 2015. Bill Musgrave, 15 and 16. Todd Downing, 2017. Greg Olson, 2018 through 21. Derek had no consistency at coaching until 2018. From 2014 through 2017, he averaged 3,672 and a half yards with an average QB rating of 87.7. From 2018 through last year, he averaged 4,252 and a half yards with an average QB rating of 97.5. He has become consistent. Consistent with a not-so-fantastic cast of players around him. For anyone who's still upset about the trade or he who shall not be named to the Cowboys, this all happened after we traded him. Good call. The dude has no passion for the game. I digress. Then again, we can't look back to yesterday. It's good to remember the past, pay respect to it. We should be paying respect to Carr. He gave us our first winning season and playoff season since 2016. <coughs> Pardon me. The only QB to take us to the playoffs since 2002 with substandard parts much of the time. The problem isn't the quarterback. Next season may not be what we want it to be. It may not be what we expect it to be. New GM, new coaches, new system. Regardless, if a few guys are familiar with it, they aren't familiar with doing it together. With a shortened preseason, I think this is going to be a bumpy ride. This is a team game. We need a well-rounded, well-coached team. We need a tough Raiders team. Devontae Adams, man, I hope he's in it, but it isn't just a pipe dream. He seems like... 
He seems like he could be legit. The last time we got a receiver from Green Bay, it was Jordy Nelson in 2018. He was supposed to be our number one receiver, and he only put up 739 yards. Jared Cook put up more yards that year as a tight end with 896. We will be building now and not rebuilding reconfiguring. I don't know how to, to, to what to do with the salary cap. I effed up the salary cap on Madden all the time. <laughs> By the way, I finally graduated from Madden 15 to Madden 22 to pay respect to coach. Oh, nice. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, coach. Not enough respect was paid to you, in my opinion, for your many contributions to the NFL and broadcasting in general. I keep digressing. I say what you guys say. Resign, Carr. No, I'm kidding. Resign, Carr. (laughs) Get him an O-line. Targets and a way to stop opposing teams. Don't let him go without a QB plan. Otherwise, all you are doing is sticking a Band-Aid on a sucking chest wound. He has been around for eight years. Get him some pliability training, and he could last as long as Brady. Well, maybe. I mean, it is. It's about three years later than when Brady started dating Alex Guerrero. I keep hearing rumors of Brady coming out of of retirement to play for us. Don't. Do not. Do not do it. Do not stop. Brady. Brady would be here maybe for a year. We aren't all ready to win now. There is there is no we are ready to win now. There is no point. Again, it's just hype. Without protection, he wouldn't come out of retirement just to end up on his back. I mean, look at what Philip Rivers did without protection and being on his back, like 23 kids. Another issue is that Okay, that was really funny. That was good. This would mean Carr is gone. Be mindful of your money. A Super Bowl tomorrow isn't worth losing the chance of five Super Bowls over the next 10 years, unless we lose five in a row. My expectations. Well, McDaniel is no Belichick. Hiring their coaches doesn't mean success. It doesn't mean we will have success right away. It doesn't mean we won't. I just don't expect it. I hope we do. Hell, I pray to Big Papa like like Daddy and the spook we do. Ultimately, though, it's a year of readjusting, not rebuilding. Readjusting. The players need to have discipline and football IQ. To our GM, Dave Zig Ziglar, screw the meatheads saying embrace the New England way. No, Take what succeeds about the New England way and then the successes of teams like New Orleans, the Rams, and make it the Raider way. Make that the culture. Show us you have a damn commitment to excellence. If McDaniel is is, is an, an F-up hire, fire him. Do not be the AFC West Patriots. Embrace the journey to the dark side. And for the love of Grogu, do not just (laughs) hire hot names in coaches to make waves. Do not just hire your friends. Hire the best candidate, period. Admittedly, our defensive coordinator is a good hire. Just worried about there being too many chieftains and not enough tribesmen. Don't be afraid to lose. We have to know the loss with this staff to find a way to win together. Remember 4 and 12, 7 and 9, 8 and 8 
and then 10 and 7 with a broken staff. We did 10 and 7 with a miserable series of scandals and distractions. One thing we were promised wouldn't happen after Jack Del Rio. Promises mean nothing. Just get the job done. Commit to excellence. I assure you guys, I will be more vocal in the coming days. You guys still make my work time fly by. Thanks for having me alone on this lighter journey to the dark side. Forever silver and black, Raider Jack from Everett, Washington, formerly from Albany, Oregon. Made man in 2018. Going to have to buy the shirt to prove it. Been around since 2017. Hey, Raider Jack. Brought it. Nicely Brought done, Raider it. Jack. So I got a, just a few things here. Uh, first off, Raider Jack, great email. And uh, I love this idea of we hear the term Patriot way get thrown around a lot because we've got a bunch of Patriots in the house now. I love the idea of like, no, let's change that terminology to the new Raider way. Let's go with that instead of calling it the Patriot way. But 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 sentiment is well, well taken there, uh, Jack. Also, the chat room. Uh, somebody brought up the when we started talking about Packers players that have come to the Raiders. Yeah. James Jones was legit. Like, James Jones, like, I get Jordy, I get Jared Cook, although Jared was pretty good too. But James Jones was great and, and still uh, wears his Raider pride. Oh, uh, big time. Right? Yeah. Big time, yeah. Absolutely. Um Jeffrey uh, Arguello says, who's going to the game on August 4th? Um, that's the, the Hall of Fame game yeah. up in Canton. What a, That would be a great game to go to and, and, and a great uh, ceremony to attend. And so, yeah, that was August 4th. I want to make, make sure I mention that date. And then last thing is that uh, Flash says the A's might be moving to Vegas. Hey, baby. Maybe. Look, if they go, they go. <laughs> if they go, they go, man. I'll go root for the green and gold in Vegas. You know, like it's easy for me to say because I'm out of market now, just like you guys are. But hey, we go to Vegas on the regular now to watch the Raiders. Yep. I'd love to go to Vegas on the regular to watch the A's too. Good evening, everybody. Hope all is well. It's quiet out here in the NFL, isn't it? We're in the pre draft fog of the offseason where stories are hard to come by. Preseason has just become a week shorter, though which is always a good thing, as we've been selected to play in the Hall of Fame game in Canton on August 4th. I just heard about that. Against Jacksonville, which I believe we meet, we, which means we start our training camp a week earlier as a result, and we have an extra preseason game to boot. I didn't know that. Did you know that? That we get to start a week earlier? I did not know that. If that's true, that's right. That's awesome. That's oh, yeah, because it's August 4th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was searching through some blog sites this week and came across a couple of questions that I'd like your thoughts on, both taken from articles by Mario Tavor or at Just Blog Baby. Did I say his last name right? No, Tovar? Mario Tovar, yeah. Tovar, yeah. He's been on our show, uh, I don't know, 10 times probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good good friend of ours started the Raider Ramble. Shout That's him out. Right. That's started right. Started the Raider Tovar, Ramble, yeah. and now he's working for Fansided and is a contributor at Just Blog Baby, which is what we are a part of. Question one. Should we trade down at the draft? Personally, I think this would be a good idea. We have a number of needs to be addressed, and it would certainly give us more options. There does seem to be quite a depth to some of the positions apart from quarterback. And we could acquire some good talent later on. We are all like to see a pro we all like to see a potential superstar number one pick, but I've always preferred the latter round guys as they seem to be the ones that make more of a difference in the long term. Okay, we're gonna stop here. What do you think, Murph? Should we trade down at the draft? I don't think so. And 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 I'll give you a quick answer. 
So we need a lot of help, like on on the offensive line. We need playmakers at wide receiver. We need corners. We okay. When it comes to the skill positions and some of the like more explosive needs that we need, like like again a wide receiver, those players only come in the first round. You don't find late round or undrafted talent to do that where you can in terms of like offensive line. So I've got a little uh, bit of info for you here. Here's an interesting nugget on Super Bowl champions offensive lines the last five years. Those those of you on the on the YouTube, I can show you here um, what it looks like. All right, so you can see the numbers there, but for the audio listeners, I'm going to read it off. First round, so this is so this is 25 players, so five offensive lines. Only three of them were first round picks. Day two picks, there was four of them. Day three picks, there was seven. Undrafted free agents, there was one. Veteran free agents or players acquired by trade by trade, ten. So what the point of this is? is that when it comes to offensive line, you can draft, develop, and then then install. Those are the players that have the impact. It's not like day one starters, where a guy like Jamar Chase, as an example, when Jamar Chase is in the draft, you freaking grab him. Because, and, and everyone criticized the Bengals at the draft. Oh, they needed offensive line help, and they went and took a wide receiver. Yeah, but who did they take? A dynamic playmaker, was best friends with their quarterback, and what happened? They ended up in the goddamn Super Bowl. There so, you like, go. that's the whole point to that, is that you can draft those, position, those other positions later on, develop them. If you got a guy, like a, a playmaker at the top of it, like somebody like Jahan Dotson or somebody like Chris Olave from Ohio State, you snag them at 22 and you move on. So, all that said, no, you don't draft down. Stick at 22 and get a playmaker. Okay. Uh, he goes on to, uh, to, to comment on that. Uh, he says, Paul says, I'm sure there's a stat out there somewhere that will disprove my theory, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Paul. No, but that's, that's, that's okay. All right, Swanky, I'm going to come to you after this one. Question number two, should we move on from Marcus Mariota? Oh! Obviously, the major talk is about the D.C. contract, but this is another intriguing part of the puzzle this offseason. For the record, I like Marcus, and if it wasn't for his injuries, it would be a question at all. It wouldn't be a question at all because he's a starter, either at the Raiders or someone else, and I still think he can play a part in our immediate future. Then I read in, Mar- in Mario's article that Pro Football Focus believe he could sign a one-year deal for $8 million guaranteed. That's a lot of money to me and calls the whole, whole thing into serious questions. Sorry, Swaggo. I'm not sure those figures stack up in our favor, and if that's the kind of deal that he's looking for, then I think MM8's days with us could be numbered. With no quarterbacks in this year's draft, another veteran quarterback could be coming in as backup. Swaggy, to you. Should we move on from Marcus Mariota? Um, well, I mean, no. no. Obviously, I, your heart's going to say no. My but. heart's going to say no. You know, do I think this man deserves a starting job somewhere? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not with us. Um, but, you know, I think he deserves it. I would love for him to stay here more than just my fan. I mean, just just the different element that he brings to this to this offense. I mean, you know, I, I've I've been comparing him to Taysom Hill out in New Orleans. You want a guy that can just come in and just bring you something different, you know, and you don't know what he's gonna do. And I think that's what he can bring to the to the team. 
I don't think I I wouldn't get too hung up on the guaranteed eight million dollar money because he took a massive ass pay cut. Yep. To stay in Las Vegas when he could have said, no, screw you, Raiders. I want my 17 million guaranteed that you promised me a year and a half ago. And he took like an 11 million dollar pay cut to stay in Vegas. So I don't think eight million dollars is going to be a thing. If they say, hey, man, we'd love to have you here for another, you know, one year, three million dollar deal. That's very doable, and I think that that you know, with what he could bring to the table, I think it's you know, it's it's very doable. Can I ask hey, you? Go ahead. Okay, let me ask you this though. So okay. he's he's an unrestricted free agent as of right now. Yes. Yes. Okay. So if the Cleveland Browns come to Marcus and say, "Okay, yeah, we know you've got a one year three million on the table with the Raiders. We're going to give you a one mil, uh, one mil, or one year three million uh, offer as well." Baker's way more questionable than Derek Carr. So in that point, like it may not be up to the Raiders to make a choice whether he comes back or not. He's going to make a call because he wants to be a starter. And as you mentioned, he probably should be somewhere. Yeah. It's just not with us. But I think he wants to be a Raider. He wants to be a Raider because, so, because uh, you know, we've always said Vegas is the ninth island, you know, and that's where he's from. So, you know, this is the closest he's ever going to get for playing for his home state. And you know, and the other cool thing about it is is that they had a they had a scheme that worked him in. And from a fan's perspective, how much fun was that to watch Mariota come in? Oh, it was so knowing, fun. We didn't get it enough. Knowing that we, he's going to use his legs. He's yep. going to use his legs and he's got that arm that's still a threat. So that scheme was developed where it, where he had to certain down times when he would come in and play, you know? So who knows if that's going to work into the new scheme or not. And, it, and a lot of it's going to prop – that scheming is going to have to go with their 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 uh, who they have on the roster. So I think the deal has to be made with Marcus before they start the scheming for the new year. Because if Marcus isn't going to get the playing time this coming season that he got under the last offensive scheme, then if Marcus was smart, he'd be looking for a payday. But here's the thing. I don't think he got enough. Like, I don't think he had enough playing oh, time, I, and I, especially yeah. in the red zone. Like, yeah, those packages were great, but red I think they zone. were red way zone. underutilized. Red this guy should have should have had 10 red zone touchdowns. I absolutely 100% agree. And so if, if Washington comes calling, like, guess what? Like, he, I, I, guys, look, I like him too, and I, and I love all the fun we've had with you with the oh, uh, yes, Aloha yes, yes. Corner yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I'll tell you. I think he gone. He's gone. Guys. Well, and I'll tell you this. If it comes down to where they need a little extra cash to go sign Devontae Adams— Bingo. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Bye. Deuces, you know, Marcus. Yes. I'll always love you, but, you know, and once a Raider, always a Raider, but we want 17, bro. Nah, you, know what, you know what's funny? Go back and listen to uh, episode 24 of Schmelter, where the, the episode before the Super Bowl. He talks about, uh, I can't remember which game it was. It might have been it might have been the AFC Championship game. And we had three touchdowns that game that were uh, uh, from the one, the, the one, and the four. And they were all running touchdowns. We were, that's the, what, and, I'm, and I'm listening to this and I'm going, that's what we're missing. We're missing those red zone touchdowns. Yes, you know? absolutely, and, yeah. You know, so anyway. Amen. Uh, let me get back to this. Okay. Elsewhere. Oh, yeah, Paul. 
John Gruden sold his Vegas property for $7.5 million, a profit of three point two in a year. I'm happy for him. He probably right, needed the money. I just hope he... No, he don't need the money. I just hope he didn't send any emails to close the deal. Uh, Ian, <laughs> Ian Rappaport reported that Amari Cooper's contract was up in the air. Well, he sure as hell won't catch it. There's oh. more chance of Vladimir Putin winning a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, jeez. Damn. So it's back to Damn, looking Paul. for some. Paul's bringing it. Paul's over there in the middle of the shit, yeah, though. Yeah, you know? well, yeah, he is. So it's back to looking for something to pass the time now. On Sunday, I checked out some film channels. Hey. Watch cooking shows. Uh, while waiting for more content shows to come on the air, I noticed they were showing the Muppets Most Wanted. Sounds like much. <laughs> Sounds too much like a Queef's Draft Day video for me. What? <laughs> what else? <laughs> what else? What else is there? I thought. Oh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Excellent film. Great movie. Love Jack Nicholson, but there's a guy in it called Chief. Yes. So I'm not watching that one either. <laughs> Children of the Corn. <laughs> He's not going to watch Slapshot wait, either. Wait, wait, wait. Lots of kids. Uh, hell no. It reminds me of Philip Rivers. <laughs> so that left supersize me. Ah, shit. Don't watch that either. But I bet that's the one film that Andy Reid cries for. <laughs> Big, fatty, fat, fat. <laughs> Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shutshire, Mississippi. Polly Award winner, 2019. Foggy Glasses Award winner, 2020. BRT Sizzler, scorekeeper, proud made man. Five time, five time, five time, plus one, plus one. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio, BRT Sizzler Award. Paul! Oh my gosh, Paul, you rule, dude. Supersize me. Didn't watch that either, but I'll bet it's the one film that makes Andy Reid cry. (laughs) You got fat of the week. Fat of (laughs) the week. Andy Reid. I can actually hear you getting fatter. Santi's fat. Who's fat? Too fat. Big Big fat. fat, Fatty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Paul wrote. Paul in the chat wrote, Putin's a chief. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh Paul is Paul, I love you, man. Oh, you're the best. I can't Paul. wait for you to come visit us. Oh, oh my gosh. Dude, that was yes. epic, man. Speaking of the chat room, so I go chat him out before we get to the calls. Yeah, Fargo Raider, Aaron the Q Dog Raider, Paul's in there. Uh Raider Flash, who's already calling for uh for his vote for the Sizzler. <laughs> uh Fargo's in there. Raider Gears and Threads, Chronicles of the Black Hole. Uh F Thomas Jones, uh Tom's in there. Uh, Chevy Silver Raider, Corey Burham, Ebony Graves, Kill Jadis, Fargo Raider, uh, Silver and Blacksmith, 
Tyrone Graves, Raider Flash, Chevy Silver Raider. We got the whole crew, man. Oh, my gosh. And Tyrone Graves just uh, jumped in there with a $5 donation. Says, I hope 30 seconds of Paul doesn't ruin his rep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. That was great, man. Good one, Paul. That was that was amazing. It might be five-time uh, plus one, plus one, plus one uh, on the horizon if uh, I don't put my thumb on the scale. But that was a fantastic oh my email. gosh. All right. So let's get to the voicemail. So you can, uh, you can uh, send us a voicemail just like the email uh, uh, line there. You can call us anytime at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Oh, I went low that time. You baritone out That was a way to drop the bass there, buddy. That was good. Uh, so all yeah, about the bass. No trouble. So you can uh, yeah, definitely call us anytime, and uh, and we appreciate you. <laughs> all you Megan trainers out oh, there. Like, hey, too much. I love me some I Megan trainers. Like, who, she like, she the looks freaking good. Best, if you dude. don't like, if you don't love Megan Trainer, like you know, check much. yourself yeah. before you wreck yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Rex in effect. All right, so um. Let, Aaron, the cute dog right yeah. around. In my mind, Paul is 6'10", 180 pounds. <laughs> nice. <laughs> in his mind, he looks like Wyoming Raider. Yeah, who rips logs in half for a living. Uh, yeah, all right, so let's get to these uh, th- these calls. So I mentioned you can call anytime, and if you email us an indefinite amount of times, you could become a made man or a made woman. Or if you call the show and leave a message and we play it three times, you can become a made man or a made woman. And, uh, and every crew needs a captain, so the leader of the made men and the made women is our good friend. Uh, he is Aaron the Q-Dog Raider. We call him the Capo, My and he always buddy. kicks off this segment. And... Hey, Capo turned in a doozy this week. So they, we got 10 minutes of Capo. This oh, is going to be fantastic. Yes. That's like so, its own segment. It's like its own segment tonight. So uh, crank up your uh, your speakers, your headphones, whatever you're listening to the show on, and uh, and enjoy the dulcet tones of the one and only Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Greetings. I'm Murph. I'm the boss, Sonny Consigliere, Uncle Mar, Swag Jeff, Sergeant Arms, the big Raider trucker. And I like the new sled, by the way, homie. You Ben and Curves with the best of them. Ron the Mater Raider, young chili dog from when the universe speaks. Our prayers up for Queen. And we all know what we're talking about. I mean, hopefully, Miss Libby will be back to her normal self in no time flat. So, Splatterhead, what's good, baby, and the Inebra Nation? You know, people are starved for information on all things that involve our beloved Raiders. And I'm here for some soul food. I'm going to pass out each and other. Everybody, some helping hands. And, you know, I think I might have found some stuff that might actually be, you know, worth the time and effort, so let's get into it. Hondo S. Carpenter Sr., a fan nation Raider Maven, posted uh, his discussions with executives around the NFL. Yes, he's up in Indianapolis for the Combine, and I think, you know, there might be some uh, um, little interesting tidbits, so here we go. Eaton Emil yesterday, he went on to say, and a lot of this is from his perspective anyway, that one NFL executive told Carpenter, you knew what Mayock and Gruden were thinking. I mean, they're good guys, you know, good people like that, but Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are just good guys, but they're off the Belichick tree, and they hold their cards close to the vest, a good sign. Now, that helps the Raiders, in my opinion. I mean, let me explain. Last year, Carpenter heard that the Raiders loved Alex Leatherwood. And on the morning tailgate show um, on the Raider Nation Network, excuse me, uh, they had Bush Jones from Alabama on a few weeks before the NFL draft to discuss Leatherwood and said on the air that the Raiders, in fact, had interest in Leatherwood. Now, if that's not telegraphing who you want, I don't know what is. I mean, what that meant was other teams didn't feel like they needed to trade up or down with the Raiders because they knew what the Raiders wanted. Now, the Raiders are the team that is close. 
I mean, you've seen it on the field, and now you've seen it off the field. We're a 10-win team. I mean, the Raiders are already a five-seed in the AFC. Like Mark Davis said, this is not a rebuild because the Raiders are, are we're close. We're almost there. We're within reaching distance. They can answer many questions um, simply by drafting or, like I said before, gaining through free agency. And once again, for those that haven't followed up to this point, we need to go heavy on defense through the draft and solve our remaining offensive pieces through free agency. Now, 1FL executive described it this way. When you're close, you have to be so careful. I mean, it's my philosophy that any NFL draft, um, there are three to seven players that are immediate impact guys. Most of them, well, let's just say it like this. Now, this is him talking, three if that is true, and my experience has proven it, that means that there's only three guys that are going to make a difference. He added, close teams can't wait. The closer you are, you have to ask yourself, is this player good enough to wait on? Or do I get a veteran ready that's ready to play right now? I know what I'm going to get. So think about that for a second. He went on to add that, you know, this, the Raiders are in the driver's seat, basically. When you're in the driver's seat, you have a lot to lose, but you know what? You got to stay focused and keep your, you know, basically your course between the lines. Another NFL executive added: Everybody wants to get high picks. The best franchises consistently they draft in the 20s and early 30s. I mean, you look at Belichick, you look at Tomlin, the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers. How you like that, boss? Are always picking towards the lower end of the draft, and every year, nearly, you can pencil them in to the playoffs. That's where we want to be. That's where we're about to be. McDaniels and Ziegler, they have that mentality. Yet another executive made the point crystal clear by saying that Carpenter, um, you're a Michigan guy. You cover the Lions. Let's look at them specifically. They go in 2007 and they draft Megatron, Calvin Johnson. The general thought was that, you know, uh, he was one of three guys that was going to make an impact that particular draft year, the others being Patrick Willis and Joe Thomas. As others, you know, you know, were drafted later on in 2009, Matthew Stafford, who um, he believes is a Hall of Famer, um, before he continued. Now, he thought that, you know, the following year when they took Indomitian Sioux, they were all high draft picks, but they weren't sustainable because you're not going to be able to re-up and pay these guys over the long haul. So we don't have to worry ourselves as Raiders about getting the very tip-top of the draft. Just get solid guys that you can develop. He went on to add that McDaniels and Ziegler, they come from the Patriot system. They aren't used to picking those guys up at the top. They get guys, you know, that they can develop to become something over time. If you're close, and I keep on saying the Raiders are close, I mean, they get an immediate impact guy, hey, that's great. But that isn't how they sustain themselves. The Patriots would rather pay a journeyman that they know what they're going to get and moving ahead. Um, they, they just simply don't invest in rookies. If you don't believe me, go back, look at the video. You'd see the results. An interesting note on Dave Ziegler. Uh, I'm not sure that any front office guys that the Patriots have lost has hurt them as much as the loss of Dave. Um, Bill Belichick liked him and respected him. I know Josh. I don't know Dave. And the thing is that Josh, he's a great coach. Okay, for a position coach. But from what I'm hearing, the loss of Josh may hurt, but the loss of Dave was brutal to the Patriot organization. You should keep an eye on that guy. I know I will. Carpenter asked several people what they thought they would see from the new regime consisting of McDaniels and Ziegler. The answers were telling and sincere. Um, one person said, I love Mike and John, 
but holy Jesus Christ. If one of them fell in love with a guy, everybody knew it. I expect the new team to keep their cards close and to use picks as trade bait or as long-term answers strategically. Another added, this isn't really about Dave, but in Josh's case, I think he, um, let me see, he was humbled in Denver. I mean, numerous people from Bill Belichick's tree think that uh, that they are Bill or they're going to get monster egos. Um, Bill has every right to be an egomaniac, but he just isn't. If you email him, he emails you back within 24 hours. And according to some sources, he might even text you back, even if you're not even the right guy. But I digress. He isn't dumb. <laughs> he knows how he has impacted the game, but he never thought, you know, it would be this much or, you know, have the significance that it's had thus far. Of the guys, I think, you know, in the game, it's easy because um, they've been with him. I mean, you can't be around somebody like Belichick and just not have some of that ooze just drip all over you and you can't pick up and resonate that stuff. Now, I told you before we needed a guy and we couldn't get a, a sniff from him. He's ready. A third added, I don't think anyone can do GM and coach successfully. Josh needed Dave, and I have zero doubts that they will get the job done. So, while the mood amongst the NFL brain trust in Indy is that no one knows what the Raiders will do, there is no doubt that the Raiders have the opportunities, uh, or basically they have their opponents asking questions, and the opportunities are, are numerous at this point. No other teams are, are trying to figure out, you know, what we've telegraphed so far. And that's actually a plus. We're actually learning from prior mistakes. Moving forward, after news broke that Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones paid $2.4 million settlement to various um, former cheerleaders that were um, part of the Cowboys organization, I mean, isn't this just par for the course? Yep. Jones, who recently defended the settlement and said of an internal investigation that found no wrongdoing of former executive Rich Dalrymple, I mean, on many occasions in podcasts, one of which was Texas Monthly's podcast, America's Girls, hosted by Sarah Heppola, paints a picture of the behavior tolerated in Dallas under Jones. Heppola's conversations, you know, with former cheerleaders depict how Jones specifically created an environment where women were exploited and put into uncomfortable situations with their bodies shown off to others via Texas Monthly. Now, the allegations come in to light of ESPN's reporting that the Cowboys paid that Dalrymple committed voyeurism as they undressed in the locker room at AT&T Stadium back in 2015. When the allegations of Dalrymple entering the women's bathroom to record video and to take photographs of the cheerleaders was brought forward to the Cowboys, he remained employed by the Cowboys for another six years, bro. Instead, the executive's denial and an internal investigation determined there was no wrongdoing. Amazing. <laughs> Dalrymple also faced an allegation of recording an upskirt video of Charlotte Jones Anderson, Jerry Jones' own daughter, bruh. I mean, come on, man, which a fan reported seeing during a live stream during the Cowboys draft. This is amazing. The podcast series details what, you know, working for the Cowboys was like for cheerleaders. And, and former cheerleader uh, Cindy Villarreal shared uh, I guess her experience, you know, having, you know, been invited on Jerry Joe's private, you know, jet in order to parade around in her skimpy outfit. And then she was just basically, you know, eye candy for these old 
broken down, wrinkled, shriveled up cowboy uh, businessmen. It's just amazing. But once again, you know, the matter is under review. And in light of recent things such as the Washington Commanders and the Miami Dolphins owners, not, you know, to mention the email gate against the former head coach of the Raiders, even when he wasn't even an employee of the NFL and had that leaked, I think the NFL has a lot in their own backyard to clean up. Silver linings. Come on. You know, lastly, one executive made the point this week at a breakfast that, you know, was told to Carpenter, who I alluded to earlier in the call, that he found fascinating. Getting the extra exhibition game, the Hall of Fame game, was a real coup for the Raiders. You get an extra game and you get an extra practice time. Hey, that's priceless. I like to see, you know, saying more of that stuff. We're making savvy moves. The hit list, Jackson Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Patasi, Roger Goodell, Jim Rohn, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, Aaron Rodgers, and Insurrectionists. Whew. Rue. <laughs> right on. <laughs> there we go. Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. Nice. Aaron's got to be tired. Aaron, I hope you're drinking after that one. <laughs> Holy you know my brother. L- listen, I love how he – because, you know, we talked a little bit about when, when the Washington football team investigation went down. And, look, this is not in defense of anything that John Gruden did, but what it is is a promotion of the, you know, like the serious inequity of this investigation where we right, were targeted. Right, right, like, right. there is so much dirt that the NFL has on multiple teams, and yet we're the only ones that got freaking, you know what I mean, our season disrupted, and our, our coach got fired. Again, not that he shouldn't have been, but there are pl- there's plenty of blame to throw around for multiple organizations, and somehow everyone else remains unscathed. Right. We were the only ones that got dinged in that. Kill Jada said it best last week when he said, I'm a Raider, I'm used to getting screwed. That's true. Amen, Mosh. You know. Amen. All right, so uh, let's. So speaking of Kill Jadis, let's go ahead and jump into his call. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going I'm to help you out here, Kill Jadis. I'm going to set you up a little bit. So if you're not a regular listener to this show, if you're new to the show, Kill Jadis does an, ama- an amazing impression of Randy Macho Man Savage, and his version is Raider Macho or Macho Raider Savage. And so he does this great impression going back and forth between himself and Macho Man Raider Savage. He also, Macho Man, has now taken on this really like this story arc where he has um, embraced his Raider addiction along with his Slim Jim addiction along with multiple other things. And we've seen this arc of, of, of Macho now go from uh, just a, a character that, that Kiljadis would play to the Raiders fan radio wrestling champion. So, and he's taken on all comers. All right, so let's all that being known, let's check in with our good buddy this week. He calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. He's up there in Alaska, and uh, apparently he's just hanging out at the house doing Macho Man impressions. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Here's our good buddy, Kill Janus. Raiders versus Jaguars at the Hall of Fame game. To honor Richard Seymour and Grant Seaver, that no defender for the team. The Columbine is coming up soon, and hopes the college athletes do enough to make NFL scouts swoon. And with that, we sit and wait for free agency to begin. A true test to see if our new coach and GM can bring in players that want to win. Macho Man, we're kind of at a long point here waiting for the season to start. Well, let's wait to see how great our team will be. It's all the more reason for us to be patient. I just hope we can get ourselves a wide receiver that will act as a number one. Well, we need to make sure that we don't spend too much. The other players need to get paid. 
and the foundation of our team needs to get laid. Receivers do what they can to get paid the big bucks, but they need to be humble. Do you think their car will take a pay cut? Yes. Carl is a guy that wants to win, no matter what. I, no matter what. I think he'll be flexible. Hopefully other people will be flexible too. In a perfect world, though, all of our Raider players will be more interested in winning than getting paid. But we'll see. See the witch. I need some money. You're the Raiders fan. <laughs> I need some money. Heavyweight champion. How can you be asking me for money? I need a new chair to buy myself because <laughs> after all, I left mine behind to carry you out of that situation at the Chiefs Addiction Anonymous meeting. Well, sorry, I can't your rescue. Only to get distracted by screaming and crying Jason and then get yourself knocked out by that Trevor Case guy. Wasn't that saying Casey? No, it's Case. People say his name wrong, but he just goes with it anyways. Well, fine. My wallet is in my bedroom. You can get the money you need. Who is ringing our doorbell, anyway? <laughs> hi ho! Oh, God! Get this! What happened? You're, you're Patrick. Yeah, not bad for an amphibian. <laughs> Looking for this? My chair! Guess I'll have to pry it off your unconscious body. Not so fast, Macho Man. I'm here to give you a challenge. And what's that? Sounds like Patrick Mahomes. here in this briefcase. That oh, means yeah. I can put you in jail for assault, video recordings, witness testimony, you name it. You really love up to your major fan name, a criminal. And what is it that you want in exchange? I want a heavyweight title match. It'll be a letter match. Winner takes the, the evidence in the title. And if you lose, you go to jail. We'll do it at <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> what are you saying? Champ. You want a shot at my title at WrestleMania? You got it. Alright, so there we go. There so we go. So the, the, up. So the RFR WrestleMania title is gonna come down between Dr. Patrick Kermit Mahomes and Macho Raider Savage. So good job there, <laughs> Kill Janus, man. We appreciate you, man. Keep those coming. We're like uh, I feel like I want to piece together all of Kill Janus's calls into one big long show and like put it on the YouTube yes. or something. Like the, the the story arc is fantastic. All right. Last up, last call to get to before we award a Sizzler. That is where Uncle Mosh awards the best of the best. Uh, we call the Sizzler. That is the best of your emails and phone calls for the night. And uh, so the, to round it out here tonight, our good buddy, old school guy, OG Daniel. Or as Phil Villapiano told him, you should be OG Jack Daniel. Hey, Murph. Mosh, Swaggy Jeff. It's OG Jack Daniels from the Chronicles of the Black Hole. <laughs> well, we got Combine Weekend and free agency and all that happening. But um, right now, I want to announce it's currently clickbait season, and they're targeting the nation because <laughs> hey, we're the man. biggest fan base. These alleged journalists, and they're, let me explain the terminology, inside sources and grumblings in the organization means, I just pulled this story out of my ass five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of all the car rumors. Cars going here, cars going there, cars going to the Giants, cars going to Cleveland. Yeah, no. Car goes to Cleveland, I'll shit my hat where it's at church. I'm just trying to ranting because it's just so annoying. So avoid the clickbait if you can, guys. Be safe. Good talking to you again. Go Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so damn oh, funny. So funny, man. Oh my gosh, we appreciate you, OG Daniel, man. What a oh great call. Oh my gosh. All right, Uncle Maj, who's the best of the best tonight? Oh my gosh. Well, we started off with Matthew Mangus and and Matthew 
piped in there and he had a couple good questions. He was brought up some good ideas, uh, followed by Raider Jack, uh, who we hadn't heard from in a long time, who and made up for it. We hadn't heard from him in three oh, years, yeah, and he yeah. made up for it, man. He brought it in his email tonight. And then Paulie, Paul, Paul, Paul. Paul oh, my Paul. gosh. With he, he, Some outstanding outstanding shots at the way he brought in. Uh, I can't watch one flew over the cuckoo's nest because there was a guy in there named Chief. You know, uh, the Muffets movie sounds, Muffets Most Wanted sounds too much like a Queef's Draft Day. I mean, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It It was phenomenal. And of course, Capo did a marathon. Uh, we we all we would have got under an, an, an hour and a half show, but you know, Capo went for his own hour and a half show. Well, I, you uh, know we what? love it, I, right? Like I yeah, seriously, like Aaron, like come on, man, like you just got to have a show here on the network. Like, I know. For we, real. Need, we need to go. The, and like, Aaron Capo says network. in the chat, he goes, "My st- my call still may be playing if Murph hadn't edited down." Great edit, Murph. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, though, Capo, like yeah, we want you to keep calling, but. You know, man, anytime you want a platform, Dude, we got you, man. Totally. So good. And then, of course, Kill Jadis brought it with his challenge match. You know, uh, uh, the, the, the challenge match, that, that line about, oh, not too bad for an amphibian, killed me. That was it good. That killed was good. me. It was so good. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, so right off the bat, I had, I had written in, this is a visual cue, uh, when I was reading, when I was reading uh, 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 Paul? Paulie's email, I said, Paul? Sizzler quality, and I, and I copied down the stuff here that he wrote. But the surprise at the last second was oh. OG Daniel. Oh, OG Daniel slips in. Sizzler. It was Sizzler. 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 It was short, sweet, to the point, and it and it finished with you know if he goes to Cle- if he goes to Cleveland I'll shit in my hat and wear it to church. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so just, funny. just amazing. Congratulations, so OG. I love you, man. That was that was amazing. Great job, OG. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here. From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. OG sweeps in late and takes the silver award. Shit in your hat. So you know what's funny is that there's, uh, I have a story about shitting in your hat. I'll save that for another time, though. Um, good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Jeff's like, oh, good. No, I don't want to hear that now. No, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that next I can't, I, I, normally, I can't wait to not hear that. Maybe we go, I can't wait to miss that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So I uh, appreciate all of you that have joined us here tonight uh, for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. I uh, appreciate all of you that have donated tonight, the amazing donations that have gone out to the One yeah. Nation Foundation. Uh, remember, 100% of that money goes to uh, uh, all Raiders-related charities, mainly the Bolitnikoff Foundation. And if you, although we appreciate and will continue to appreciate the interaction and the chats, the live super chats that happen here at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio, if you choose to give directly, if you're an audio listener, uh, you can go to our website, RaidersFanRadio.com, click the One Nation Foundation uh, button there, and then uh, you can donate directly there. And a 100% of that money, again, goes straight to the charity. And so thank you so very much to all, uh, all of you that do that. Thank you to my co-host tonight. Thank you, Swag Jeff, for being here tonight. Thank you, Uncle Mosh being here tonight. So good to have a three-man booth. 
Uh, Jeff won't be here next week, but Mosh, uh, you're I, a maybe? I, I'm a maybe on that because uh, I, I might have a, a, a work thing, but possibly, we'll, yeah, I, I got an audition we'll, coming up. We'll be so. here one way or the other, so no matter what, uh, check back in with us next week here on the YouTubes. Thank you so much, guys. Love you. Have a great night. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, hey, thanks to everyone that donated. Uh, several people did. We raised 130 bucks tonight yeah. for the One Nation Foundation, so so thank you very much. And thanks to everyone in the chat. Paul uh, Paul is in there. Tida Raider, uh, Tyrone Graves, Fargo Raider, Chronicles of the Black Hole. Congrats on your Sizzler OG. B-Al, Raider Flash, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Freddie Chavez, Raider Gears and Threads. Let's see. Ebony Graves killed Jadis. Uh, the whole crew's here, man. We thank you all so very much every, each and every week for joining us. Everyone was calling this the comedy show, which is perfect because we'll we're, we're in the offiest of the offseason. Why not, man? Let's have fun. Let's play. Lighter side journey, man. Let's we, go. We always do. That, that's it, man. <laughs> so, so I had a blast with you guys, of course. And Uncle Mosh, take us home. All right, man. Well, it's so good to be back. It's so good for the three of us to be back. And we got to beat the shit out of each other. So it was great. <laughs> so good. You know, yeah. what, what, what better way to start the show? You Amen. Know? So thanks, everybody, for listening tonight. You got my little buddy, Swaggy J, to my right. And you got my little nephew, my, I almost called you Mosh, Murph to my left. <laughs> Ladies I'm and a gentlemen, mini Mosh. You yeah, are yeah. a mini Mosh. You've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Don't worry about that blind horse. Just saddle up the wagon. What happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Adios, malingerers. Good night, everybody. Drive safe. Get your shots. God bless. Goodbye. Good night, YouTube. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.